This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that has had a nice Christmas break and is considering singing the Lumberjack song in honour of Chelsea cutting down the forest on Saturday. Uh, so much to catch up on. I hope you haven't missed us too much. Uh, let's start with Saturday. FA Cup third round day, and for most supporters, one of the best days in the football calendar. In spite of the FA and the broadcasters' best attempts to ruin it, let's hope it stays that way. Uh, now, thanks to injuries and a need to rest key players, Sarri, as expected, put out a side containing many of our squad players against Championship Forest. Uh, a muted atmosphere, apart from the decidedly Championship repertoire from the Forest fans, befitting the cold winter's day and the football, in truth, didn't do too much to warm us up. That said, Chelsea never looked like losing and put Forest away with two goals scored by errant striker Morata and old-school winger uh, in providing Morata with two excellent crosses from which he scored. Perhaps this is the best way to serve the big mushy Spaniard. Now, talking of Spaniards, Fabregas, the man with the magic hat and a man who is allegedly afraid of celery, made his final bow at Stamford Bridge. Sadly, without converting the penalty, he hoped would be his goal-scoring swan song. It's now all about who will get in the next round. Barnet, Newport County, Wimbledon, Oldham... Accrington Stanley, who are they? Who are they indeed? And anyway, tonight's show, of course, could be no other show than the Chelsea Fancast number 445, entitled Deforestation. Hello, Jonathan, how are you? Kid, fantastic to be on the show. I'm great, thank you. I've, I've missed doing the show so much, I can't tell you. Ah, because the trouble is, is every time we're on the other programme, uh, we're interrupted by the advertisements or even someone else in there and Aaron lovely though he is but uh, no uh, I'm I'm, um, I'm uh, looking forward to the show fantastic and lovely to have the lovely Dan yes. on 
Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while, so it's good to be back. Indeed, 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 indeed. And uh, lots to talk about tonight. Dan, uh, fantastic to see you on Saturday, before and afterwards. And uh, I saw you I saw you more as well recently. But anyway, it's definitely a good, uh, good pre- and post-match uh, pub outing, wasn't it? Yeah, good. Nice crowd, nice people. You know, lots of American friends. It was really good. And somebody who works with Donald Trump, he says he's very funny and very nice. But that's... Good God, who was that? Stephen, the guy who works at the American Embassy. The guy met. Oh, right. Yeah, he works. He's yeah. basically the. He was on the documentary and everything, but digressing away from Chelsea. But he's um, apparently Trump's a charming, funny man. Said How nobody ever spot from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're lovely. I the think London, we should move. London and Blue Lot are great, aren't they? The they are, yeah. yeah. I think we should move swiftly on. Uh, anyway, right, uh, on the show tonight, uh, we will be assessing Callum Hudson Adoy's performance on. Uh, and we'll be asking, should he stay or should he go? So much rumour going on about all of that. Uh, in part two, we say adios, Fabregas, and thanks for the memories. Uh, we ask Maratta to smile like he means it. And that is courtesy of the wonderful Dan Mears before he accuses me of nicking it, which, of course, I have. Uh, we're going to sympathise with an injury struck Loftus-Cheek and ask, who do we want in the cup next? And in part three... Uh, we look forward to uh, the, the well. We're going to look ahead to the current transfer rumours. There's so many kicking around at the moment, and ask: Do we need a replacement for Fabregas and Morata? And uh, we also look at the current list of injuries that we've got because there are quite a few. And uh, we're going to preview the Caribou Cup semi-final first leg, which is against Spurs, of course, on Tuesday tomorrow. And finally, Jonathan has plenty of New Year emails to read out, including an homage to John Terry, captain leader legend, uh, the Americanization of Chelsea, or not, and a review of Sarri. <coughs> uh, there we go. So do not forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock of the PM by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where, of course, you can join in all the chat by posting on the live chat page. And, of course, you can tweet us at Chelsea Fancast during the show. Tell us what you think about the games, anything else Chelsea-related. Loads of people in Mixler, uh, in spite of our slight technical issues before we went on air. Uh, but there we go. We've got Mark, who, who phones us regularly on the Love Sports Show. Ashtad Daruwala, Adam Finnegan, Andy Willis, English Dan, CFC Sport... Uh, Bob Usry, Wise Dennis, loads and loads and loads. Aussie beside my broken leg, MCCFC, Mike Ferry. Oh, goodness me, they're all in here tonight. Brilliant. Obviously, they have missed us. We have missed you. Uh, and after this very short break, we'll be telling you what we thought about the game yesterday. Right, I've uh, entitled this because I'm such a wit. I mean, you know, Shakespeare, Oscar Wilde, they got nothing on me. Um, Hudson Adoya Gogo, oh. I've entitled this bit. Oh. Uh, but uh, what? Oh, marvellous. Oh, you're, 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 you're being very happy with my wittiness. Did you um, know right, that before... a Gogo is French for galore? Did you know that? I did, I did not. Yeah. I did not. Well, actually, that, that's even more appropriate because I thought... 
I thought, and, and I think we should say this in honour of uh, Brian Clough, of course, the young man, I thought, did very, very well. I mean, considering the pressure that he, he's been under all week with all the rumours kicking around about Bayern Munich, uh, played on the right, of course, as opposed to the left, um, I thought he did really, really well. And I think the thing that I liked most, talking to Dan about this in the pub afterwards, but the old school kind of wing play you know fast winger runs down wing beats a few players puts a really good ball in guess what old school styley striker scores the thing the, the thing that occurred to me jonathan you know it happened twice obviously he got down the wing put in a couple of good crosses Morata scores i was i was thinking because uh, actually sorry i should preface all of this by um by saying that you know when i got to the ground i thought i'd bought my own ticket as of course we we try and do uh, when uh, when we when we have a cup match, and normally I forget, and of course I end up having to sit with Dan, who very kindly always gets me a ticket for the cup matches. But I actually thought I bought my own ticket this time. Anyway, I got to the gate and uh, wandered up to my seat uh, to find somebody sitting in it, which I was a bit upset about. And and uh, and then there's this lovely lad with a very mod t- type haircut. He obviously listens to the show, so he, he'll know who I'm talking about. He was very kind. He said, hello, Chidge, how are you? And I said, well, I'm all right, but I don't think I'm sitting in my seat today because there's somebody in it. And I looked at the ticket, and, and I wasn't, in fact, sitting in my seat. I had to move to, uh, to gate 16. So I wandered down there, and I thought, oh, I wonder if I'll be sitting next to Tony. Anyway, as I got closer and closer to the seat, who should I who should I see sitting there with an empty seat next to him, but Clayton Beerman? Would you believe it? Of all the, the all the chances, you know, I actually randomly ended up sitting next to Clayton Beerman. So I thought I'd share that with you. Isn't that a um, bit anyway? A bit spooky, Chidge. I mean, you know. Well, that's what I thought. Forty-two thousand to one. Yeah, the universe yeah. is is, mm. uh, is toying with you. I think. I know, I know. Poor old Clayton. I mean, you know, he was probably looking forward to a very nice, pleasant afternoon watching the football. And he ended up having to sit next to me. But anyway, in my kind of waspish manner, uh, you know, watching uh, the wonderful Hudson Odoi run down the wing, uh, putting in great crosses for striker, a proper kind of centre-forward type goal, I did kind of waspishly think, Jonathan, that Sarri must have been having a fit. Because this was not the kind of football where you want to play 75 and a half passes and walks the ball into the goal. <laughs> I think you're being very cruel to Sarri, actually, Chidge. Um, I actually think um, uh, he got a rocket at half-time, Hudson-Odoi, because he did nothing in the first half at all, and he has a tendency just to go up to the full-back and pass the ball back. And uh, I actually, sorry to pour cold water on all of this, thought he didn't play very well other than the two crosses, and then he got cramp. And... Uh, um, I'm bewildered by the outpouring of um, um, the spirit of excellence towards him because at the moment he's not playing well enough for me and he needs to get his act together. And I'm not even convinced that this 30 million from Bayern is real. And uh, I think it's a rumour and I, I'm, 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 I don't get it at the moment what's happening with him because he's clearly very talented. But... Um, suddenly he produces, as you say, these two old style. He didn't beat three men. He just beat one and centred on both occasions. He is good enough to beat lots of players and and do it. And I reckon that he really he's 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 created a rod for his own back now, of course, because he'll he'll start tomorrow because I think the others are injured and he has to play well because otherwise there'll be there'll be utter confusion about him. And I don't think I think he's been set up for a fall here. 
And I think everybody's guilty because he's okay and he's finding his way and he's clearly a great talent. But he didn't star. He wasn't man of the match. He just did two things. All right, there were assists and the ball went in and Morata then doesn't have to think about it. He scores. But he had a meaningless first half. He will not take the full back on. And I think he was told to do the main thing he's doing that Sarri's pleased about is he is defending and he's defending well because that's been his big thing, Sarri, all the time. And he is he's given him the vote of confidence. But even he has put pressure on him now because he's saying, yep, he's good enough. Well, he's really got to provide it. We need to see if he's going to be given the chance. He really has to do it now. And, uh, and if the Bayern is true, the, now also the whole Bayern thing at the moment, if it is true that they've come in, it, everybody is having a go at Chelsea and saying, the, once again, this is always the same thing every time, the board is useless if they let him go. If he's digging his heels in and not signing, maybe it goes to, 20, to 2020 when it ends, if he says, actually, I, I'm, uh, I don't want to stay anymore, uh, and the board, what are the board supposed to do? Are they supposed to up their their um uh, the, the contract up up the the details of the contract so he gets more money it may be that he's doing that it we don't know what's going on but one, once again i i can't stand the the whole twitter thing of saying that uh, well the board are useless what's the matter with them once again we haven't got need a director of football any slight problem with the side everything is just the same things are just churned out all the time but in this instance, all this churning up where well, he's marvellous, he's done fantastically, has put huge pressure on the poor boy. And if he doesn't put, doesn't do something tomorrow night, uh, well, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? We'll be back to he'll be back to square one. Anyway, that's me rant. Mate, that's no superb. I, I had a bit of a I had a bit of a feeling you might do that because uh, you very sneakily had a chat with the Love Sport Radio people behind my back. <laughs> you know, where was my invite? Um, I, I think they knew that I'd be polemical. This is why. And I think they thought oh. you were going to say, uh, he did well. Boy did well. Top performance by the young man. Whereas I said, yeah. no, I said. Yeah, I, well, I heard it. I heard it and said, you must have been eating too oh, much you've swan casserole. Right. You put, you've set me up, Chidge. You've yeah. set me up. You knew yeah. all along I would do that. Mate, oh, look, it's clever. a viewpoint. It's a very, it's a, it's a very interesting viewpoint. I, I personally thought he did all right. But anyway, Dan, I'd like to hear what Dan has to say. Yeah, I think he did all right as well. I mean, he, he put in two excellent crosses. He's still learning his trade. He hasn't even played, you know, 10 matches for us yet. So what do you want your wingers to do? Put in crosses to score goals. You know, to play at the Surrey team, he needs to improve his defensive phase, which he's doing. I think for a kid who turned 18 in November, he had a very reasonable game. You know, albeit against you know mid-table championship side, he, he stood out, two decent crosses, match-winning goals. I mean, what, what, what more do you want from him? I mean, you know, wingers there to create chances, which he did. That's, that's you know the bottom line is that the more he plays, the better he'll be, the more confidence he'll get. And if he's under team orders not to do certain things, he may, maybe you know second half they said right, <clears throat> excuse me. Callum, you kick on now. You beat the fullback because you know we need to get some chances in. So I think, from, purely from a football perspective, two crosses, two goals, Chelsea win. He's got more minutes under his belt. You know, I think we need to kind of, you know, measure our expectations a little bit. Give give the guy a chance to grow organically as, as a Chelsea player. Um, and the more game time mm. he gets, the better he'll be. I think tomorrow, like Rashford, got his chance to United because of injuries. This could be if he, you know, as Jonathan said, grabs the make himself trouble. Marcus Rashford got a stellar career for the last four years. Mm. Uh, 
I mean, Jonathan, what what occurs to me? I, I wonder if his head's been turned. I mean, I wonder if there's agent agent malarkey going on with all this, and you know, maybe. I mean, because I mean, it's really interesting actually, because we we talked about uh, Charlie Masonda, I think, on the Friday night show, and uh, funny enough, Benji Toe, who's probably in here somewhere in Mixler, but he was saying that apparently he's he's back at Vitesse. Yes, and of course he had a, he had a very high opinion of how good he was. And and maybe you know, I, I, to be honest, I don't have a problem with a footballer having a very high opinion of himself because you know I'd rather they were very arrogant and full of it rather than meek and mild and 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 you know very feeble about how good they were. But I do wonder if if maybe there's a bit of agent naughtiness going on. If if you know Bayern Munich has turned his head. I mean, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, there's a distinct possibility, isn't there? But well, once again, I I, I haven't. Have have Bayern officially said they've made an offer? This just, or is this just um, um, it, um, Twitter mischievousness? You know, is it? I'm, I'm, I get uh, mischievous. I, yeah, I, I don't. Or could it? Is it just that he has decided that if he doesn't get more first team opportunities, um, he wants to go? Or is it that he wants more money? We don't. We don't know. We're not going to be. So what? He should be aware of was Dom Solanke was in that situation two and a half, three years ago. He wanted to play yeah. football. He went to arguably a, a big club in Liverpool. Three years, barely got a look in. Now he's had to drop back down to Bournemouth. So the chart, you know, if he's got good advisors around him, actually, listen, you're 18, pull your socks up, give us a performance, and we'll give you the contract, the merits it. We'll give you a new contract for five years. In 18 months' time, if you're a star player, we'll up, up your money even more. Go to Bayern Munich, you're in the same situation, waiting behind four or five wingers, so you'll be in the same place, you'll be on the boat. You know, you know, Sancho, who's gone to Dortmund, again, had to fight his way to get into the team, he's got into the team. So it'll be much for much just if he goes to Bayern Munich or stays here. I don't see where he'll get more game time. I think I think what what disappoints me about all of it is that what what gets lost in all of this, and, and I, I mean, you know, you lot in Mixler as well, shoot me down if I'm wrong here, but I think that, you know, the likes of Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Ampadu and uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi in particular have had more opportunities in the first team in, in terms of games this year than I've seen youngsters have for a long time at Chelsea. So, you know, for all we know, we could be on the cusp of actually, you know, giving some of these youngsters a chance. I mean, I, I, so if he was... If he, hang sorry. on a minute. If he was to bail out, if he was to bail out now... Uh, I, I think it would be a massive shame for him and us, actually. Anyway, Dan. Yeah, I, say, I think, I, I think Lotus Cheek's 22, so I don't think I'd consider him a youngster anymore. But in terms of academy product, I'd agree. I, yeah. I, I think Ampadu's clearly a talented player because they signed him up in a contract very early, you know, before he even played 10 games. I think there's obviously, they see a real player now. He looks like he's, you know, he's biding his time and, you know, taking advantage every time he plays, which is what he can do. And I think Adoy needs to do that as well. He's 18, you know, that you get... They've been told since they were kids in the academy, you're, oh, you're brilliant, you're going to be this, you're going to be that, you're going to be this, something they believe their own hype. And he's got to prove it on the park. He hasn't had a loan as far as I can remember. He just needs to really prove himself on the pitch. Not after, you know, yeah. you know, not even 10 games. And I mean, it's interesting, I've got a comment here from Glide Light Boger, who says Sarri's not interested in youth. Well, that may well be the case, you know, long term. But the reality is, I mean, it's a fact. These guys are getting more opportunities than I've seen our youth players get in a long time. And I mean, I know I'm old and I know my memory's shit and all the rest of it. And I'm half cut when I'm at most games, but I do go to every home game 
And I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure they're getting more games than they've had done for a long time. 100%. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, yeah, get so that. I don't get that statement. He's not interested in youth. He, 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 I know. Well, he, but, but, hang on a minute. Hang on, Jonathan. He backed it up because he followed it on, says right. he didn't even have any youth team players when we had a crisis last week. Well, that's a, uh, that is a fair point, but uh, I, I still think that they are getting more chances than they've had they are, they are. that I've seen yeah, recently. But also, the other thing is, perhaps he doesn't think they're good enough. I don't know why suddenly we all seem to believe that that's the answer. Oh, somebody's injured. Bring the youth in. Well, no, it, it, he might mm. think, I don't, sorry, think that they're capable of dealing with this situation. He watches them in training all the time. I just find this sort of this approach to, to our football team as being something that we, we know the answer when he's the man who watches them all the what? time. He hasn't got an anti-youth thing. You know, I, he would play them if necessary. I think, I think he's very keen for them to get in. The very fact he's made this statement about Hudson Adoy saying, I think he's now better in the defensive area. Huh. You know, I'm, 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 I'm becoming an enormous fan of Ampadu for a variety of reasons, one of which he doesn't seem to be complaining about not getting any time. Um, I mean, I know he's, he's signed a decent contract, but um, slowly but surely, I think they'll all get opportunities because we have so many games to play. And this was always the case earlier on in the season. He said so. He, and he's kept the very fact that he's, he's kept the squad as they are and, and youth and Ampadu, Ampadu Loftus-Cheek and, uh, um, uh, and um, Hudson-Odoi are in that group shows that he's keen for them to play if they can do it. You know, otherwise, there wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be anybody, they wouldn't be, you know, he'd have got yeah. other players in, wouldn't he? And the key, the key thing about the whole youth debate is, I mean, we've been dominating youth football for, was it six years? Now, the question is, how do those players have gone on to have stellar top-level careers. I was talking to somebody in the pub about this on the weekend. I'm struggling to think of anybody who's, you know, come through the youth team who's been... Not one. Not one, exactly. That's, that's no, mate, I, I, had, I had a massive rant on Love Sports Breakfast Show on, on Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, Paul Mortimer was, was, you know, coming back at me hammering tongs. But that's what I said. I said, look, you know, stop giving me such a hard time about this. Not one... Well, there's been not one player that's come through our academy that's made it at a top no. four side. And they were saying, oh, Kevin De Bruyne. I said, he didn't go through our account. Anyway, listen, I want to I want to wrap this up really simply by asking, do you think he'll he'll stay or will he will he go, uh, uh, Dan? I think he'll stay. I think this is all, A, I think it's all conjecture. I think his agent could be planting stories to make sure he gets the contract he wants. Um, listen, if he goes, he goes. He's, you know, he's not earned any kind of folklore at Chelsea. So if he goes, listen, he's a talent, but unproven talent. So be it. Onto onto those that want to play for Chelsea. I think he's been given mm. a vote of confidence today from Sarri. I thought that was a very uh, telling statement that he made about the fact that he's improved and that he's got a he's got a a, a role to play in the club. Yeah, I mean, he said, he, the he said he's ready. Said that. That's right. He said he's ready. Therefore, we'll be seeing more of him. But we must theref- then we must not all expect him to be fantastic all the time. But because except the pressure is on him to do well, because I just I just, you know, I, I, I just was, an, was bewildered by the fact that he was made man of the match. And even match of the day said, oh, he's brilliant. Look at that. Two crosses in the game. All right. He happened to score from them. But, you know, they were yeah. Forrest centre half was the bloody fullback. He was about five foot seven and about, you know, quarter of an inch wide. They didn't yeah. have a centre half. They were all injured. So, you know, it really wasn't difficult for Morata to score. It wasn't. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just worried for the boy being, 
bigged up so much. You know, he's well, I've just well, I, Jonathan, better, you know? Jonathan, yeah. I, I think that's a really good. I think that's a really good point. Uh, because the trouble is, he's only eighteen. He is actually quite young, and I mean, you know, I've seen I've seen sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen year olds break through into size before. But I mean, in all honesty, I think they're much better than uh, Hallam Hudson Odoi is now. Yes. And you know, in, inevitably, as a youngster, he will have dips in form, and and I think he's loading a lot more pressure onto himself. Dan, I think you wanted to say yeah, something, and our, I rudely our, our friend, talked yeah, over you. Sorry. Dennis from Canada's listing sent me a message saying apparently Sarri said at the press conference today that having five or six cabby players in the squad provides a soul for the club that international players don't yeah. provide. That was, that's from my friend Dennis in Canada. Oh, brilliant. Completely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like that a lot. Now, listen, one thing I was very remiss in doing earlier on, largely because the uh, com- my computer was uh, treating me like, um, I, I don't know, I, I can't even find words to describe how badly my computer was treating me. But I very was very remiss in saying that, of course, we were supposed to have the lovely uh, Reverend Tony Glover on the show tonight, but poor old Tony's been laid low, laid low with the old shingles, which is very, very nasty. Anybody who's had it will know that. But I'm delighted to see that Tony is in the Mixler house with all of you lot tonight. So, Tony, from all of us here, and I'm sure everybody in Mixler, we just wish you speedy health yeah, as soon as possible. Well, mate. Well. And we hope, yeah, we ho- we hope to hear from you soon. Now, um, we're going to go to part two in a second when we're going to say adios to Fabregas. And thank him for the wonderful memories. We're going to ask Maratta to smile like he means it. We're going to sympathise with injury struck Loftus cheek, and we're going to ask who do we want in the cup next. We'll see you in a sec. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. Uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, of course, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, of course. And uh, something that you should do every day, of course is check out the ChelseaFanCast.com website. Some great blogs up there. Uh, if Dean Mears in the house, uh, I, I need to put up his blog about uh, Maratta, actually. And uh, interestingly enough, I uh, purloined the title of his blog, which is Smile Like You Mean It, which is, of course, I think it's a song by The Killers, if my memory is doing me a favour. Um, and I have to say, it was bizarre. I mean, I thought that Maratta's performance was typically Maratta-esque, really. You know, he sulked, he fell over, his movement wasn't brilliant. Um, but he did score two goals, and they were good goals. They were, I mean, I, I know Jonathan said they were both very instinctive. I think the first one was. Yeah. Uh, but the header he had to, the, the header he had to think about, and I thought he, he did very well with that. But I think the thing that irked a lot of us, and actually Clayton, who was sat next to me, was very cross about this at the time, uh, was the fact that he he didn't celebrate those goals at all, and and I've read all sorts of nonsensical stuff about the fact that, you know, he maybe feels that the fans have disrespected him, the clubs disrespected him, Zola's disrespected him, his aunt Mabel in Cleethorpes has disrespected him. I don't know, um, but I I mean he may well feel disrespected, but to I think that actually that's massively disrespectful to the supporters if you don't celebrate a goal. And I think it's out of order, mate. I've got to be honest. Jonathan, are you, you, I feel strongly about this. I don't know if no, you will no, or not. I, I agree, but um, obviously I didn't notice it from far away. But um, uh, I noticed that Fabregas gave him an enormous chest 
um, embrace practically. But it looked as if he was telling him off, didn't it? Uh, that was on match of the day. Maybe but it could yeah. be that the, the rumor is he's off to Valencia. So perhaps he was going, I don't really want to celebrate this because I don't like anybody and I'm off. But once again, it's yeah. rumor. Um, but it looks as if the club. Well, I've heard. I've heard severe. Sorry, severe. You're right. Sorry, I'm. I've, I've got. Yeah. Absolutely. My 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 delight with these things, of course, is that if these players are all off, the club will have to replace them. And uh, well, let, let's let's park that for now. We We're going to talk we about will. that in a minute. We will. But, um, but let's but, yeah, talk no, about was, Morata not it, not it celebrating. Was, it was ridiculous, but at the same time, he's such a moody bastard that I sort of have ceased to care anymore. Actually, I thought, well, you know, he scored a couple of goals, but you know what. Why? What, what, is it, what does he do? Does he have to uh, burst into tears or have kind of relief? He just scored and um, perhaps he was admitting himself that he was only Forrest. Perhaps he was thinking I should score against Forrest or perhaps he was having an appallingly an angst moment of thinking, well, you know, um, I can't really score, but I have. But they were both instinctive. So perhaps I'm not really any good. I, I, I'm, but I, 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 I think... So, yeah. I think it's yeah, but I think it's I think it's you know definitively bad actually. I mean, it's just really poor form. You speak to any ex-footballer, any ex-footballer, yeah. and all of us, and you know, you speak to any ex-footballer, and you say, "What's it like when you score a goal at Stamford Bridge when you're playing for Chelsea?" And they will tell you it's the best thing ever, and and they're emo you know, you just lose your emotions. It's better than sex, you know. You speak to them. Chichi's a git. You know, so. Well, I th I think you know. that's what the point is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He doesn't want to be here, does he? That's I think that's what it tells me. It tells me that he doesn't want to be here. Well, bottom line is, my my, but if you don't want to be here, fuck the fuck off and don't you know shut the door on the way Let's out. Let's hope this Seville rumor is true. Uh, it's been um, it's been seems to be corroborated by a couple of other papers. Not that that means anything, but at least it's it's looking like a decent uh, a decent rumor. But then somebody came up with the fact that, was it Cavani from um, uh, PSG was a replacement? You think it can't possibly be because he's, um, he's over 30 and, uh, you know, they won't sell him. The 50 million, they said. You think, no, that's not good. I think that was, well, let, that was let's, the expression. Let's Sorry, we're getting on let's, to that. Let's pull, to that. Yeah, I want to I talk about the replacements yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah. I really want to, really what I want to know, and I'm gonna, I'll go to Dan for this. You know, do you think he'll go? You know, because I, I think we've all on the podcast recently, and I mean, look, we're not we're not you know wind up merchants, and and we don't you know sit here and just go potty on the, the slightest mistake. I, I I just don't I just do not think that we are ever going to see uh, a decent striker in Morata because I don't think he's suitable in the English. I just don't think he can adapt to the English game, and I don't think his mentality's up to it. Uh, I think he's got all the talent in the world, but I just don't think we're going to see it. So I just think, well, why, why, why be patient? Why wait? Why should we have to wait? Because effectively, we've got no strikers. Giroud being injured and also not in that league either. Dan, should he stay or go? Uh, I think he should go. I think you spot on with Murata. Unbelievably talented player, but I just think mentally not not ready for the Premiership. I mean, you know, he's had started off on fire, had downturn under Conte. Now what? five months into Sarri, we're still just seeing him fits and starts. And he's, he's, I think a couple of the Europa League games he didn't celebrate scoring, and that winds me up so much, as much as players that go back to old clubs and don't celebrate. I just don't care. You celebrate yeah. a goal, that's that new phenomenon, I really hate it, when they don't celebrate a Mate, goal. Mate, if I, if I scored a goal at Sanford Bridge, the shirt would be off, the boots would be off, the shorts would be off, the, the, probably the undercrackers yeah. would be off too. I'd be going absolutely mental oh, yeah. if I, I mean, scored a goal at Stamford Bridge. You know, I, I have to check he hadn't had a loan at Nottingham Forest as a kid. You know, that's why I didn't celebrate, but he hadn't. Yeah. So. 
Um, listen, I think he's talent. He knows where the goal is, but I just think he's cut out for it. You know, I think he's, you know, I think he's mm. a little bit more, you know, Italy or Spain, where it's a little bit softer, and he can, you know. You know, dry his wife's hair and stuff on the balcony, what have you? <laughs> well, look, I mean, I, 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 look, I mean, I have sympathy with him, and 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 we have aired this. I have written about it. You know, I know he's got off off field issues, and I have a huge amount of sympathy with him for that. You know, and and he may be prone to depression. If he is, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. But it's you know, he doesn't help himself. I don't think by not celebrating. Now, Tony's quoted the wonderful Andy Saunders who. Uh, from the Chelsea, who I, I was delighted to see in the pub on Saturday. And Tony says, Chelsea fans, oi, Morata, score a goal, you useless donkey, you're a pathetic waste of money. Morata scores, Chelsea fans, oi, Morata, why are you disrespecting us by not celebrating? Well, I think, I, I don't really understand the point of that. I mean, if, is the point of that, Tony, we're not supporting him and we should support him. And of course, you know, I think we have been supportive of him. A lot of us have, up to a point. But I just think... He doesn't want to be here, mate. And the one thing I insist on anybody who puts on that blue shirt, I don't care how good or bad they are. You know, I'll, I'll put up with anybody. For God's sake, I used to watch Alan Mays and Joe Allen and Robert Fleck. You know, but what I want, I want them to put a shift in and I want them to play for us in the shirt. You know, it's that simple. You know, put it in. And I just see him and I just think, this is a guy who doesn't want to play for the club that I support. So go, frankly. So there you go. Jonathan, do you think he'll stay or go? Um, he'll only go if they can find a replacement. Uh, so if they're, if they can't find anybody of a decent standard, they just won't, he'll stay basically. Mm. All right. Now, somebody who I personally, I can't believe I'm saying this and I'm sure people can whiz back many podcasts pass and articles as well and say but Chidge you hated him and you didn't really like him and you said he was slow and can't tackle and can't run and all of that uh and and it's all true I did say these things but I'm very very sorry to see Fabregas go um I thought it was a wonderful uh standing ovation that he got on Saturday um I thought his penalty was hilariously shocking um, although, of course, it should have been retaken for encroachment because there were at least six Forest players in the box. But the reality is is that um, I, I think uh, you know Fabregas has proven himself to be a, a good player at Chelsea and, uh, and I think that we will miss him. And I would like to say very much thank you for the memories, of which there are plenty, aren't there, Dan? He's, he's, there's been some pretty good Fabregas moments, haven't there? Oh, yeah, fantastic. I mean, none more so than the QPR goal on our league title season when he scored in the last minute. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant player. I mean, he's played for, you know, two great clubs in Arsenal. So, clearly, he's a very talented <laughs> player. Um, he, 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 he's, listen, he, he, was, he was an Arsenal Barcelona reject when he came to us, which is two of our least favourite clubs. He turned it all around. You know, he no longer is afraid of salary, for a better phrase. I think he's been an absolutely brilliant server for him and we'll, we'll definitely miss him. Because also, he's, a, he's, a, he's another leader. Maybe perhaps not as vocal as some, but he's, he's yeah. a winner and he's a leader. We don't have enough of those in the squad at the moment. Um, Dan, um, what what are some of your favourite uh, Fabregas memories? Um, the QPR goal to win one nil. Um, the yeah, lob, lob over Peter Cech when we beat Arsenal three nil, and he's almost embarrassed by it. Um, just his, oh, uh, the best one when he got sent off against West Brom for kicking the ball against the player's head. I thought yes. that was brilliant. Yes. And and in pre season against Liverpool when he two footed somebody yeah. and got sent off, I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, so no, that was... yeah, he's been good. He's been good for us, you know. And I think the thing, the other thing, Jonathan, is that 
I think what we have seen this this season, I, I again I said this on the on the breakfast show yesterday, and they actually all laughed. They thought I'd cracked a pretty good one. I said, well, you know, we've got this guy called Jorginho uh, who uh, who can't run and can't tackle uh, and and does you know sideways passes all the time. I said, you know, you might as well play Fabregas because he can't run and he can't tackle, but at least he has the vision to put a forty yard ball on a sixpence to a striker. And he'll do the unexpected. He'll he'll play different kind of balls. It's not always pass, pass, sideways, sideways, is it, Jonathan? So I think we 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 will miss him as an alternative to Jorginho. I think. Um, I think he plays that forty-yard pass better than anybody. I think that that would be yeah, my doesn't he? my memory of him is the the brilliance of picking out players. Uh, and you know when he's not quite on song when it you know when it goes off for a goal kick. But the number of times that he picked people out, particularly in the Mourinho season when Mourinho um, went and got him from Barcelona when he played with Costa. He he played some blinding stuff. In fact, that to me was his best season for us. I thought he was phenomenal. And uh, as you say, Dan, that the Rangers goal was uh, one of the great goals. Remember, I was sitting amidst Rangers fans and had to somehow stifle myself from uh, leaping up and even running onto the pitch. I was so close to them. Um, but it was uh, no a wonderful player, completely wonderful player. I, I just don't. I think the differences between him and Jorginho is that Jorginho can't actually play that forty-yard pass, but is is, um, is is of the moment for Sarri and is. I know we're saying he's slow, but he's he's quicker on the ball for him than him than, than uh, and and uh, um, and knows the system. And I don't think that um, Fabregas quite got on top of the system as we're having a problem with lots of the other players not getting on top of the system. Um, but uh, no, uh, uh, superb. And I think now's the time for him to go because he won't get in the side. Um, uh, but as a, and I think the thing is, though, what they're trying, once again, what I've read is that they won't let him go. There he is today. Um, I think he was in France today, when in, in, in Monaco. But they won't let him go unless they have a replacement. So... Uh, Mm. Although, Jonathan, interesting, interestingly enough, uh, I mean, I, I, and I know we're going to get onto this later, so I'm, I'm not going to do what I, I tell you off for doing, but um, I, I know that Ampadu is seen by Sarri as a replacement for Cahill, yeah. but he was, yeah. you know, he, he's capable of playing in midfield, and apparently he's been told by Sarri to, you know, Sarri's been teaching him how to play a different way, basically, and he's been doing a lot of work in training on that. I thought, actually, t- talking of Ampadu, it was a very, I thought it was a very mature Again, another incredibly mature performance from him, actually. I actually... Against Forrest. I love him, actually, because it's what we've talked about, because he, he has got that that steel that we're missing. He really has. He's got a, he'll leave his foot in occasionally. He is slightly nasty. And uh, uh, and it's something that I, I, I... Not that I'm ever looking for you know retribution from players and others, but you think if the team gets a reputation for being a bit soft... And they've got somebody somewhere who's 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 not, who can put it about well, and is a, a terrific player. You know, uh, uh, may he? Uh, I've got great faith in him. Actually, I have to say, I think he's terrific. Mm, good stuff. All right, Dan. Um, we've got uh, uh, another disappointing thing to th- I think was that you know just as Loftus Cheeks beginning to get uh, you know more of a sniff, and also I think given the injury to Kovacic uh, and others possibly you know could have had a run in the side and and he got looks like well it looks like a nasty injury he he was distraught when he came off it sounds like it's his back again which is something he's had a a problem with I mean 
Uh, do, you think, do you think this is a bit of a worry longer term? I mean, it's unfortunate for him now, and I'm and I'm very depressed about that mm. for him. But do you think longer term this might be an injury, um, a, a worry for him? This long long term injury? I hope not. What I'm hoping is they've kind of tried to nurse him through it the last month because we've been loads of injuries. Now maybe have a chance to fully rest it and get fit. Maybe it comes to a point where it's like we need to rest you properly to get you fit. Um, I hope not. There's always been the odd question mark, hasn't there, about sort of you know. What's what I'm looking for? You know, his back. So I think it's been going for a couple of years. So maybe he will need a rest. I mean, can he still be having growth pains at 22? I don't know. But I, I hope not because he's, he's getting more and more dominant each match when he's come on. He's He earned the right to play because he's been so good. So I really I, hope it's just a... Yeah. I'm actually worried about him, Chidge, because I felt his reaction was, was huge to being injured. Yeah, as if it, it? Uh, yeah, as if it, it was something uh, that he realised was going to keep him out for a long time. Um, and because it, he, he was dreadfully upset, and even he, he posted on his Twitter page, um, I can't remember the exact words, yeah. but it was it was um, it was just saying, you know, I'll get through it somehow. And you go, oops. Um, so I, I reckon he may be out for some time. I felt for I felt for him awfully after yeah. that. And also, uh, um, I chatted to a Palace um, supporter who was in, in in the Aussies area, who said he couldn't quite understand why he was playing him right wing considering that at Palace he played um, midfield and they loved him. He said they loved him and they'd have him back in a flash. And it's interesting that he hasn't quite worked out the best position for himself in that uh, at the moment well, in, in the setup. But what, well, the, what a shame the, when he's getting into the first team, regardless of the position, and he gets injured. Ah. Yeah, but there's a, there's a reason for that, though, isn't there? Because... He's not going to play when Kante's playing on the right midfield. He's not going to play yeah. central midfield yeah. when, when Jorginho's playing. So the only other option is he plays in Kovacic's position where he's got competition with Barkley, it seems. So, you know, he, he basically, he's at that stage of his career where he gets fitted in where there's a space, yeah. providing it's in midfield or, or, or wide left or wide right. And at least you know, he's so. playing. No, it's good. At least he's playing. And he's, exactly. he's improved. Yeah. He's an example of... Um, uh, you know, I, I, once again, I think our expectations of him are bigger than what we're getting. But, um, but you know, he, he's clearly become somebody who's there or thereabouts, which is fabulous. But mm-hmm. this is this is a uh, I, I felt for him, as I said, because you don't often leave yeah. the pitch in tears over an injury, do you? Like that, so you don't indeed. Now, look, there's one other person that I, I want to give a bit of props to, and I thought Emerson had a good game as well, actually. And I think he's he's beginning to look a really good option for us. And I and I, I you know and I think actually you know when you look at our our wingers our wide players, um, it helps I think when you've got uh, you know fullbacks who have pace. You know so I mean Zappacosta for all of his plenty of ills, including his pink boots, is quite nippy I think, and Emerson certainly is. So that they can kind of you know play in tandem with the wide men. And I think that when we play Aspie. And uh, Alonso, there you don't get quite get the same. So I'm thinking that maybe Emerson, you know, is a good option at the moment, particularly in in place of Alonso, who's who's in pretty poor form at the moment. It has to be said, Dan. Um, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, hundred percent. I think Alonso's well below the stance he set himself for the past couple of seasons. Now, whether he's carrying the injury, I don't know. But certainly, you've got to give. You know, Emerson deserves a chance because he's he's had what Bournemouth, a couple of Europa League games, and you on the FA Cup he's done very well he's faster I think his def- recovery is very good as well so but it's, it's a squad game I, I mean to be honest I think Alonso's going to play tomorrow anyway as much as I'd like to see him play or you play him you know if we're short of wingers you play him as a winger because he can get a ball in so perhaps he might play as a, one of the three at the front 
as a left wing in front of Alonso. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. Um, okay. Obviously, Liverpool are playing Watford at the moment. I can't. Still nil nil. It's, it's still nil nil. Um, it's the cup so, draw uh, at the basic... end. Chich, it's the cup draw at the end. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I believe it is. I think. I think it's at ten o'clock. So we won't find out who we're playing until then. Which actually, uh, I don't know how that plays out because quite often it, it starts. It's, it's about fifteen minutes past seven. So we kind of do it while we're on air, but. Um, it kind of begs the question of who do we want next. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to read out all the teams that are left in. And after each one, I'm going to ask Dan and then Jonathan who they want. And let's see if we can figure out who we want after that. It'll be very interesting how this goes. Uh, Dan, Oldham. No. Jonathan, Oldham. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. At home. Uh, at home. Dan, Man's At home. Really? At home? Yes, please. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yes. No, I'm sorry, Chidge, I'm too old. I, I can't stand going away and possibly losing. It's, I'll tell you what, though, mate, it's bloody cold in Oldham. Absolutely. Like, I, well, I grant you that. Well. Yeah. In fact, any of, All any right, of the Dan. sides, I can tell you any of those sides that are low you, you've got there. Any not Anybody not in the Premier League, please. Thank you. All right, Dan City. No chance. <laughs> Jonathan City. Oh, God, no, please. Uh, Dan Millwall. No chance. Jonathan Millwall. No, I couldn't stand that, I don't think. No. Uh, Doncaster, Dan. Yeah, take them. Trip to Yorkshire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan. Doncaster at home. And we can see Billy. Yeah. You no, know, Sharp plays for Sheffield. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dan QPR. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Away, definitely. Okay. Jonathan. Uh, at home. I, I'd love it. That'd be great, yeah. Uh, Dan Barnett. Oh, yeah, because they're my local team. So, yeah, definitely at home. You yeah. support <laughs> your local team. Uh, right. Uh, Jonathan Barnett. At home, yeah. Fucking home. Why at home? Because <laughs> we weren't getting a ticket because they're granny holds about 2,000. Well, there is, there is that. Also, That's an interesting I point. Have, uh, Dan. I could have Miss Swan at half time. You know. Oh, dear. You're so wedded to a very nice, nice cushy little restaurant seat, in the ground. So, that's, yeah, that's fine. Oh, that? That's interesting. Yeah. Tell us how much. Oh. Yeah, go. Fantastic. All right, Dan, Watford. Mm, nah. No. Jonathan, Newport, Watford? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Newport, Dan. Yeah, Newport at home, because we wouldn't get a ticket. Yeah. Jonathan? Yeah, Newport at home, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Brighton, Dan? Yeah, I wouldn't mind them home away. Really? No. Okay, Jonathan, Brighton? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Uh, Burnley, Dan? No. No. No, no. no. Jonathan? No, no, no. No, no, no. Two two big crosses for Burnley. No. Man U? No. No. Jonathan? No. no. Wednesday or Luton? Oh, Sheffield Wednesday away, definitely. Yeah. Luton? Uh, home, yeah, because we'll get a ticket. Uh, Jonathan? Either at home. Yeah, you like, you're liking a bit of Wednesday or Luton. Yeah. Shrewsbury or Stoke, Dan? Shrewsbury, yes. At home again, let's be selfish. Just, I won't go too much. Jonathan? Yeah, yeah, Shrewsbury at home. Straw, strawberry, sorry. Yeah, strawberry. And what about Stoke? Is that a yes or a no? No, no not Stoke, no. No, two no's for Stoke. No. West Brom, Dan? No. No. Jonathan? No. no. Swansea, Jonathan? No. No, no Dan? No me. Accrington Stanley, who are they? Who are they? Exactly. I- I'd Dan. like them at home. Yeah, so would I, mate. That'd be sound. 
Okay, so big ticks for Accrington Stanley. Bolton, Dan? Uh, yeah, don't mind Bolton at home. I miss you want a home, I want right. a home game, uh, basically. So. Okay, you, but you both want home games, really, yeah, don't do. you? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Okay, that's good. worth Bolton knowing. Bolton very good, I like that, yeah. yeah. All right, so both want Bolton. Brentford? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like Brentford. I could bring Don't... my mate as well. He's a Brentford fan. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Derby or Saints? No, I've been there recently quite a lot. Yeah, I, don't want, I wouldn't want either. What about... I don't want um, Frank okay. Lampard's Derby County or Southampton, thanks. Okay. Everton, Dan? No. No. Jonathan? No. no, no. no. Wimbledon? Dan? Uh, yeah, wouldn't mind them. Yeah, definitely. Jonathan. Yeah, I'd like them. I wouldn't even mind them away, actually. Okay. Oh bloody hell! You go. You'll go to Wimbledon. Yeah, there you go. Right, Gillingham. Don, uh, Jonathan. Yes, Gillingham at home. Yeah. Mm, Dan. Yeah, definitely a nice, different kind of club. Yeah. We're nearly there. Borough. Just say yes or no. 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 Dan. No. No. Arsenal? No, God, no. No, definitely not. No, no. Bristol City? Yes. No, I don't yes. even want them, though. No. no. Palace? No, God, no. Home, yeah. No. All right. Newcastle or Blackburn? No, no. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. for both. Yeah. Portsmouth? Yeah, I wouldn't mind them at home, yeah. Dan? Yeah, take them at home. And finally, Spurs. Oh, no, God. Dan? No, no, silly question. Right? Yeah. No. And uh, finally, Wolves or and, and or Liverpool? No, no, no. no. Uh, Wolves, yeah, if we get them up, because that means Liverpool are out. That's true. <laughs> uh, what about what about Liverpool? Is that a great big fat no fat for no, the Scousers? Liverpool. If Wolves, because that means Liverpool are out. Yeah, all right. Okay, uh, that's really interesting. You you surprised me. I didn't expect that at all. But uh, from both of you, I'm getting a great big fat yes for Newport, a great big fat yes for Shrewsbury, a great big fat yes for Accrington Stanley and Gillingham and Bolton, oddly, and Brentford and Wimbledon and Luton or Wednesday and Portsmouth. And I actually kind of concur with that because I mean I, I would basically like, if possible, and I, I prefer if it's going to be a non a lower league team, I want it, I want it away. I mean I think Oldham away, in spite of the fact that it's like going to the you know the you know Antarctica, that would be great because we haven't played them for a while. Newport County we haven't played for a long time, but that would be fantastic. Uh, Barnet would oh I forgot Barnet. No, yeah, Barnet would be. Fan- when did we do Barnet then? We did Barnet um, uh, eighty four when Glenn Hoddle was in charge did we? on the way to the cup final. Mate, that's over thirty years ago. That's that's nearly forty that's years true. ago. Yeah, well, thirty years ago. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. So basically, we've got Newport, Barnet, Sheffield Wednesday. We always want them because we haven't had them for a long time. Luton would be quite a giggle. And Shrewsbury. We did play Shrewsbury. Yeah. We did play. We did play Shrewsbury uh, not that long ago. Actually, I remember that only about four, four, five years ago up there. I went, Atkinson, I went Stanley. To that. I went you to that. did you go? Did you go? I didn't know that. Uh, have have we ever played Atkinson Stanley? Uh, probably in 1952 or something or early. I don't know. I, I should check this up really, but that'd be a giggle. Bolton. I really don't want Bolton. I don't know why you want Bolton. Uh, Brentford. Uh, 
Well, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, we've you know, oh, we've been there, seen there, done that. Brentford, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. Apart from the fact that we've played them fairly recently, Gillingham, we've played in in living memory. Uh, I'd I'd quite fancy a trip to Bristol City. Actually, I think that would be quite I've fun. Played there, so there you go. I've and played at Ashton Gray. Have you really? Yeah. Bloody hell! I played for Dennis Waterman's Bloody eleven when I was, I was doing. Um, I was on the the kiddies thing, Pipkins. And consequently had some kind of status as a children's entertainer. And uh, I remember one day we played a, a game and um, uh, only his mates played because all the star he couldn't get any stars to come and play. And one bloke behind the girl said, who the fuck are all these people? And uh, he said, I don't recognise anybody. And uh, a little boy next to him said, yeah, that's Tom from Pipkins. He said, all right, apart from fucking Tom from Pipkins. He said, who the fuck are all these others? And... Um, they were all uh, his drinking pals, Dennis's drinking pals from uh, a pub in Twickenham. So I suppose he had a right to complain. Oh, you know. goal! Wolves have oh, scored. Oh, oh. Wolves have scored. Wolves have scored. <laughs> Jolly good. Anyway, look. Uh, bottom line is, I would I would love a ways to either Barnet, Newport, Shrewsbury. Well, no, maybe not there. Accrington, Stanley, Newport, Barnet, uh, Wednesday, Wimbledon. That would be great. And I'd even have Portsmouth because we haven't seen them for a while and it's down my manor, so that would be great fun. So, of course, it means that we'll get Spurs, Liverpool, Man United or City. I guarantee it at 10 o'clock. Watch it at 10 o'clock and remember these words, but there you go. Um, Either way, I mean, I kind of really hope that we, we, you know... I mean, a home draw is always nice, actually, because more of us get to go, obviously. Um, But it'd be nice to have a run in the Cup this year. I definitely would like to see that. Whether we do or not is, is... you know, open to massive questions. The, now, the luck of uh, pop- the draw, Chidge. Luck of the draw as well. It's the luck. It's in the lap of the gods, mate. It's in the lap of the gods. And uh, Steve Mower will be well, really well happy now because he was bored stupid by all of that. And do you know what, Steve? I really don't care. Anyway, part three, we're going to look at the current transfer rumours and we're going to ask, do we need a replacement for Fabregas and Morata? Jonathan is champing at the bit to talk about that. And we're going to also look at the current list of injuries and we're going to preview tomorrow night, Tuesday night's Caribou Cup semi-final first leg against Spurs. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. 
The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. All right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And, uh, you know, it, given that uh, I, I have absolutely no... I'm a bit like Sarri, actually, uh, in that I chew fag butts, I'm overweight and middle-aged, and uh, I really don't give a shit about transfers, frankly. But uh, um, there is a lot of news going on, so we kind of... Uh, I felt that we actually ought to talk about it. I mean, the first, of course, is that we've apparently signed uh, Pulisic uh, from uh, Borussia Dortmund. And in true Chelsea style, not only have we spunked 60 million near as damn it on him, we're now loaning him straight back. And of course, there's this huge hoo-ha, brouhaha going on about A, uh, does that put uh, Hudson-Odoi's future into question? Two, has he been kind of bought as a replacement for Hazard if he goes, which I find very far-fetched. But three, and most interestingly of all, and for this I have to admit shame and that I kind of slightly agree with Blooming Stan Collymore of all people. Uh, I suspect that this has been—he's been bought with a, an eye on uh, the American market and how the club can expand uh, the global brand to the states. Because of course, Pulisic is the face of uh, of America, the great white hope of American soccer. Of course, um, I mean, you know, none of that could be true. All of it could be true. I don't really know, actually, and I haven't seen him play, so I'm not going to pass any judgment on him until I have, and he, he may well be a very, very good player for all I know. It kind of worries me slightly that he's not even in the uh, Borussia Dortmund team at the moment because the young Jay Sancho, who I think is a superb player, has usurped him somewhat. But there we go. Jonathan, uh, we've talked about this a little bit on Friday, didn't we, on the Friday night yeah. show, but uh, what do you reckon, Boyle? I think the, uh, the, the latter thing that you mentioned about having a, a relevance for the American market is a distinct possibility um, um, because... Um, shirt sales and uh, memorabilia are very important and the, the, the status of the club in America um, with um, the fact that, uh, that there's the likelihood that the NFL will all fall apart because of all the, uh, um, uh, the injury-related issues that are causing dreadful court cases to be uh, not dreadful. I mean, they're correctly so because there's so much brain damage goes on. Um, uh, so, and it's the fuck. Got to be brain. You got to be brain damaged to watch it. <laughs> um, I, I, I quite, quite enjoy watching it. It's the the major area of impact is when the ball is thrown in its collision in the air, which of course rugby union um, outlawed um, because it, 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 it's somebody being off balance and hit. Um, they've got no chance if you hit the ground at a, a dreadful angle. Um, so uh, I think and football is the is, is the fastest or soccer is the fastest growing sport um, in America and with all the the uh, the immigrants as well uh, the, the soccer playing immigrants so um, coming in from Mexico. Um, no, there, there won't there be any more when he's built the wall, wall mate. But I think by then there were so many thousands of people who want to play the game anyway. And also, it's a growing uh, the growing 
women's sport as well. So you could have an argument that, in fact, this is one of the reasons they did it. But um, uh, because uh, I think some other clubs, I think Son, for example, at Spurs has been a, um, there's an element of that. It just so happens that he's become a fantastic player. Now, as um, uh, as uh, he's one of the form players in the division, isn't he, Son? He never seems to stop scoring. Um uh, and he and he won't be there for the second leg, will he? Because he's uh, he'll be out playing in the uh, what is it the 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 Asian Cup or something. But um, uh, as regards Pulisic himself, um, he was poor poor for uh, for USA against England. Um, but you could argue that's because he's not getting any game, any game time. Um, Sarri is supposed to have said that he was happy with the uh, the club pursuing him. He was asked a month ago. Um, and I think erroneously, somebody said he knew nothing about it in the previous uh, presser. And in actual fact, he had mentioned uh, previously that he knew the club were interested in him and he was a fine player. Um, but uh, it, I think he's be, he, he must be interested in him because he would fit in. If It's about fitting in with his plan at the moment. And uh, um, I think some of these players that we've been associated with recently, like... Um, um, I think Higuain will fit in, but I don't think he's going to be able to come. It's the it's the it, it's the fact that just names are plucked out, and you Sarri will have an involvement in. I know he just says he's the coach, but he will have an involvement in the kind of player that he thinks would fit in with the system. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Really. Yes, I think I think it does. I mean, as I said, you know, I'm not going to judge it until I've I've seen him play. I mean, for all I know, he he might be very good at them. And fair enough, I, I'm not averse to buying players for God's sake. But I am a bit I am a bit concerned that there's a an element of uh, you know it being a bit of a Guy Lawrence signing. It's all done for the marketing, yeah. and I think that would be terrible. I, I I really do. But I I think even more concerning, Dan, is that if that is the case, and of course we don't know, we don't know at all. We're only it's pure conjecture, but. If that is the case, it kind of fits with this idea that's kicking around at the moment that, uh, you know, Sarri's uh, finally they've managed to hire a coach who who either has no interest in, in transfers and signings or uh, has been told absolutely that his job is to coach the players that he's given and that's it. And that means that the board are making the deals. Now, that's... Okay, but my long-standing concern has been that since we got rid of Michael Lamanalo, who I've been saying repeatedly for the last few weeks, uh, was much better than we all gave him credit for, was far more highly respected in the world of football than he was ever given any credit for. I mean, we only really saw him as a scapegoat, uh, particularly during the palpable discord bit. But, um, you know, we don't have... You know, if we don't have a manager who's going to be in control of the players that he wants and, and signs, then there needs to be somebody who really does understand football in granular detail, namely a director of football with a long-term strategy in terms of what players they want to buy and recruit. And, OK, I'm prepared to be shot down. In, I mean, you know, any of the board can phone me up anytime they like and tell me different, but I don't see anybody on the board that can do that. There's some guy called Scott McLaughlin who's uh, I saw Marco mention on Twitter earlier on who says that He's been doing a lot of work. Please, somebody in Mixler, tell me who Scott McLaughlin is because I'm ignorant and he's, I don't he's know. He's the chief scout. So, chief scout. Overseas scout, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. he? So maybe he's... Look, so there we go. Maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe he's fulfilling that role. Maybe he's good. But the reality is, at a club of Chelsea's scale, you know, we are supposed to be an elite European club competing with the likes of, at home, United, Man City, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, abroad... PSG, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, you, na you name it. Most of those clubs have got a director of football. 
and therefore a long-term strategy for what we're trying to achieve as a football club. And I remember the much-loathed uh, Ron Gawley telling me face-to-face that the entire strategy at the club was built around the pitch. So, in other words, if we won stuff on the pitch and we had a good plan in place uh, to continue that success on the pitch, the business would follow. And I just think it's the other way around at the moment. I think the tail is demonstrably uh, you know, wagging the dog, and that really worries me. Now, um, moving on from that, it's pretty clear although not being confirmed, Jonathan, that Fabregas is off. Um, who is going to replace Fabregas? I mean, I've heard of this, uh, something Barolo, which yeah, I thought was a bottle of wine, but apparently Barella. apparently plays for Cagliari and is ra- Barella, rather good player, also, apparently, from what I hear. Also, of Zenit we're, we're associated with, who is a, supposed to be a similar kind of player. Um, but yeah, it, 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 we will obvi- it seems to me if... if Fabregas is in this advanced state of movie. He didn't attend training today and he was seen in an airport, wasn't he, en route for France. And, and you know, well, obviously he's waving at the crowd and crying is a pretty good um, example. In fact, he's going to be um, uh, he's going to be off. They'll have to get a replacement unless, as we've said, he thinks that Ampadu is the man. Um, I mean, he's he's slightly um, used the same phrase, created a rod for his own back, um, Sarri, by saying that he's the kind of coach who can make um, non-players into following his system but to me it's pretty obvious that they can't but it's not purely he can't but purely on a, a basic level um, uh, they need a, another player in the squad for Fabregas so it could be one of those two but in reality um, uh, there's also a big rumour that Zappa Costa is wanted by an Italian club I can't remember the name and it's practically a done deal according to a variety of papers Cahill's going to Fulham um, Moses is off somewhere, where that is, and, and uh, nobody's mentioning Drinkwater, who, but other than Sarri, who said he's not part of my setup. So he seems a, a, a very likely person to be sold, in which case that would be one, two, three, if Morata goes as well. Um, and even if Adoy goes, two, three, four, five, six, that's seven players we'd have to replace. Yeah. So, you know, Massive, I'm looking forward to a very interesting transfer window if they all go. And I'm looking forward to what on earth will happen if they don't, because it may be that, as we've established, he puts the youth in, in which case thousands of Chelsea supporters will be baying at the moon with joy because of their 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 requirements will have been. Uh, um, what's the word? Exceed, uh, uh, adhered met. to. Uh, I think it met. Exactly. There's the word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll, they'll all find themselves locked away in a loony bin when we get relegated, yes, but that'll be yes, their problem. Exactly. Because, you know, I know this sounds weird, but I see, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I really wouldn't. I think it would be weird. It'd be, it would be, I mean, OK, my, my generation, it would be massively nostalgic for the 80s, and there was a very good time to be had by all when we did that. And I mean, the, the other thing, of course, Jonathan, is that, you know, there's a very good possibility to add to the seven that you just mentioned, that we could lose William, Pedro and Louise in the summer, all of whom are over thirty yeah. and might like, might not like might not like the one year contracts they're being offered. There's rumours already that Louise will go, um, so there'll be even more to replace. And of course, there is also this likelihood, uh, which you know, you and I had a, a an off the record chat about the other day. It, it, you know, we could well get a transfer ban anywhere in the next year or two, which completely changes the whole complexion. So it's a very bizarre time to be a Chelsea supporter here. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to get rid of Morata now. I mean, I think it would be good because I, I just think he's... I just can't see it working with him and he clearly doesn't want to be here. Um, that would leave us with a, 
you know, an unfit and semi-firing Giroud, and nobody else as a striker. And I'm not buying this idea that Hazard's, you know, I mean, Sarri seems to be saying this every opportunity, oh, well, he can be the striker. Well, I think we can wave bye-bye to Hazard in the summer if that's the case. But uh, it will leave us absolutely bereft of strikers. So, number one, who would you see as a replacement for Morata that we could get now? Because there's a lot of names being bandied around. Cavani, Higuain, to name but two. Um, so, what do you think about that, JK? Well, I, I think Higuain would fit because he's played for for uh, Sarri before. But that's been um, denied, hasn't it, by AC Milan? Because he's on a weird deal. Because he's come from... Or did he come from Napoli to AC Milan or... As a um, uh, on a loan, uh, and so they'd have to interrupt the loan in some way. And also, you'd have to offer him decent money. It was that same thing with with we were apparently associated with what it was um, not Lewandowski. Who's the other guy who plays at uh, Roma, the centre forward who used to play um, play, play for City? Um, Mertens, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, I know. You. Yeah, I know he, you mean. The guy scored a wonderful, wonderful Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I we, Name's we, gone, we, but we I know was, you we mean. set up for him. He wanted a two-year deal, and he wanted, you know, uh, 150,000 a week, and it's not going to happen because they, they really will not. They, they, I think Giroud's the only one who's who's muddied the waters by getting a one and a half-year deal over 30. But that's because we got him at the, in January on the uh, the transfer window. But uh, no, I Praj has come to Praj has come to our rescue. It was Jacko, uh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Terrific. Yeah, Jacko, who was a terrific player, but. Um, uh, that clearly wasn't going to happen just because the, of the club's policy. So all this, these, the elder statesmen were associated with, I don't think are going to happen. Um, Cavani would be interesting, but once again, he's you know this is just he's old. and he's thirty and he's he would he want another he wants two hundred thousand a week and he wants a two year deal. It's it's and 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 and, and the other thing is he he misses as many chances as he yes, scores. He, he's not as good he, as people think he yeah. is. So I, I, I mean, I, you know, you know me. I, I was after Callum Wilson. I still wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't think he played wonderfully. Or Vardy. Uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, they're not like to. None of these teams are going to let rid of their best players unless you make stupid bids for them. But even then, they probably wouldn't do mm. it. You know, Vardy's a terrific player. Do wonders for us. I'd love him to play. Um, in fact, he's he's much more the finished article than than Callum Wilson. But Callum Wilson seems to me as a possibility. Something might be going on just because they bought Solanke. Um, so possibly as a replacement, I don't, and he seems to be much more. Anybody from Bournemouth would be much more in the in the Sarri mould because of of Ernie Howe's association with Sarri, um, having studied under him and gone to Napoli before um, before he, uh, whilst he was initially uh, managing at Bournemouth. So um, uh, I, w- Wilson would be the kind of player that he should be getting in the side for me, just because of the potential. And because of the speed that that Sarri is after, but um, and also he can play he can play in Sarri's style, and I think that's you know there's no point getting yeah. somebody like Avardi because he wants a ball over the top. That ain't going to no, happen. No, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, no, Sarri, Wilson's mm. very much a, a Sarri player. But you know um, that, that mm. all could be rubbish as well, couldn't it? But it does look interesting that well, that why have they bought Solanke? If they if they, they they may need an injection of dosh, no, I don't think they would do because everybody seems to be so. They, they seem mm. to be they manage their bills so well, Bournemouth, don't they? They they survive on only having fifteen thousand in the ground, and, uh, and he indeed. makes he makes the players play much similarly to um, uh, to how Sarri would supposedly want to do it. Mm. Dan. Um... I mean, what occurs to me, mate, is that, OK, as I said, you know, we, we've got Murata, who, who, if he stays, 
clearly doesn't want to be here. Giroud, who's injured at the moment, isn't, isn't going to score us lots of goals. You know, the, the thing that occurred to me the other day was, who have we got, you know, coming from the youth? I mean, you know, one solution would be, I mean, if you've got if you've already got two strikers at the club and you need a backup, then there's an argument to say, well, let's bring Tammy Abraham back. But of course, he's already uh, looks like he's going on loan to Wolves, from what I understand today. And it just occurred to me, who else have we got coming up through the ranks who could be a, like a third striker? Because I can't think there's, of I any think of them. But then again, I'm not... Dave Rodin, it was named Dushan Rodin. I think he's quite good. But again, he's 17, 18. He's going to, you know... That's too young, If he really. comes to a point where you've got no strikers, do you trust a 17-year-old who hasn't played professional football as yet? Um, we've, we've, we've been leaving ourselves short in the striking department for two seasons now. I mean, you know, yeah. or, or, or you bring back Mitchie. Because people, you know, he, he Mitchie yeah, knows where the goal is. He's not, he doesn't, under... Sorry. Does he know which country it's in, though, Dan? <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, you want a, a natural goal scorer. That's what Michi does in the box, scores goals. How many times have we had lovely lovely players know in the box to put the ball in the net? Michi can't do anything else but score goals. You know, part, he's, when he was at Dortmund, there was a show of all his goals, and he, he's a phenomenal finisher, but that's it. I think, though, that Sarri saw him at the beginning of the season. Sarri had two he weeks with him, not even out. two weeks. Well, in the two weeks. Well, Sarri, Sarri, no doubt, saw his positional play, his penchant for being offside and his touch. It's about Morassa or about Shiri? <laughs> well, Batshuayi, yeah. I know yeah. you could say the same about Morata. Um, yeah. yeah. Who knows? I think, I think personally, I think Morata will stay to the end of the season. I don't think they'll let him go unless we can... You know, Wilson will be a backup, I think. Wilson, maybe, but who knows? Cubs are... We shall see. I... I'd be amazed to see uh, Bournemouth let Wilson go, but there you go. Right, right. we've got the Spurs game tomorrow. Massive game for all sorts of reasons. Um, I'm going to ask you the first question, Jonathan. What would be a good result tomorrow night? 1-1. Uh, or even 2-1. So, yeah. Score, yeah. score 2-1 to them, that would be good as well, because then we'd have the away goal. Um, yeah, but do they, ca- do they count in the Carabao Cup? Time. time they count, yeah. yeah. Right. Right, yeah, but right. I think yeah, as long as it's not um, taken away from us, as long as they don't. Uh, um, I mean, uh, uh, having said that, I think three, you know, three one wouldn't wouldn't be too bad, uh, as long as we then perform well at the bridge. But no, I'd like it, you know, one one or two one that would suit me. One one would be an excellent result. Yeah. obviously a victory. Great I think result, the, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, of course, I think the first thing is kind of what Sari was saying today is that we can't have happen what happened last time and in fact the time before that in a sense where we got well time beforehand we didn't get blown away but we lost 3-1 last time round we could have lost 7-1 and it was 3-1 but you know we cannot afford to be blown away so I hope that he a bit like he did against City comes up with some sort of a plan and actually does something to counter what Spurs are likely to throw at us Dan yeah absolutely I mean we need to be able to fight each chance if we're 3-1 4-1 that's it it's game over. I think, as John said, a one or a two-one. Even a nil-nil is not the worst result. Although I can't see it being nil-nil, as long as we've got a fighting chance the second leg, then you know I'm confident. But as you say, we've got that performance in us, like the City game. So let's yeah. hope we you know, yeah, put them back in their place. Well, indeed. You, yeah, you get you going no, tomorrow, mate. The tickets on sale. So oh yeah. dear, I'm I'm going. School school. You you're going, are yeah. you? Yeah, I've got a ticket. Yeah. Good for you, mate. Well, uh, yeah. Well, keep your head down, obviously. Um, so, what do you reckon? That you know, how, I mean, how's how? I mean, how, you know, kind of going on from what I was saying about it's crucial that we 
we do turn up in the first 15 minutes. They try and blow us away again. Although I have to say, I, I actually think that Spurs are looking quite leggy at the moment. I think that's why they lost against Wolves. So I don't know if they've got it in them to come at us in the way that they did uh, in uh, November. Um, but how do you think that we're going to set up, Jonathan? And, and what do you think the likely team will be, given that we have got a raft of injuries? Um, he'll play Jorginho. Um, he'll, he'll choose uh, Alonso because he likes the height. Um, uh, I, I, he may come up with a way of stopping Son and, um, uh, and Kane playing. Kane seems to play deeper and deeper. Um, and of course, uh, uh, somehow he's got to not have Ali stamping on Jorginho. Um, but he was canny against City. So now that he knows what he's going to have up against him, I, I'll be, uh, uh, I'd be interested to see how he sets up. I'd, I'd I don't know. I think this business about him only having a plan A isn't true, as we as we saw against City. I think he'll... Um, and also, the, remember, the players will be very resolute about this because they were embarrassed by the last uh, performance. Um, and they were embarrassed about... Uh, um, what was the game before City that we lost? Um, Wolves. Well, yeah, they were embarrassed by that and they, they then stood up um, for themselves. So uh, uh, I think it'll be a very different game. Hmm. Okay, Dan. What do you What do you yeah, reckon? I, Who do you think might start? Uh, well, Kepa. I think it'd be Alonso, Rudiger, Luis, and Aspi, Kante, Jorginho. Is Kovacic fit or not? Do we know? Well, um, I mean, talking of the injuries, I've got a wonderful. I don't know if any of you lot out there uh, in Mixler land and who listen to this podcast have come across this, but uh, the physio room is the best uh, source for injury updates uh just go to physioroom.com and you'll find it and i've been using it for years although i've never revealed this fact on the fan cast for fear of you thinking that i actually know something about football and worse are actually interested i would hate my reputation to be ruined but i printed it out today and this is who we've got out at the moment uh ruben's uh got a got back knack i know how he feels no return date expected yet uh, and uh, Sari says he may have to stop playing for a bit to resolve an ongoing problem, which kind of backs up what Jonathan was saying about why he looks so distraught. Fabregas has got cramp, but uh, he'll do a late fitness test. He'll he'll be available. William's got a calf injury. He's going to do a late fitness test. He could be available. And Sari says I don't think William's injury is very serious. Kovacic apparently has got flu, according to the lovely Alan Jennings, who is in here. Uh, it says he's got an illness at the physio room, but he could be available tomorrow. He's facing a late fitness test. Giroud, as we know, has got an ankle injury. He's also facing a late fitness test, so he could be available. And it says, I think it's better than what we thought after Palace. The doctor said after 10 days he can have training. The problem is his finest moment. And finally, Pedro's got a hamstring injury, but he also could do a late fitness test. And the report from the doctor is not serious for Pedro. I think in one week he'll be able to train with his teammates. So I would say from that that Giroud and Pedro are very doubtful, but uh, Kovacic, William, and Fabregas could be available possibly on the bench. That's what I would have. I mean, we know that Ruben's out. So there you go, Dan. So yeah, I'd have uh, Eugenia, Kante, and Barkley. Adoy, Hazard, and Morata. Mm. Mate, I, I have to say I, I agree with you. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I think it's going to be Kepa, Aspi, Rudiger, Louise, Alonso, or Emerson. I wouldn't have a problem with Emerson starting. Uh, Kante, Jorginho, and Barkley, Hudson, Adoy, Morata, and Hazard. Because that's basically the best team we can yeah. put out at yeah. the moment. I think Barkley's got to improve. I think since everybody said he was back to his best, he's not had some very good games. He keeps being caught in possession. 
And as we know, um, it doesn't really seem to matter where you're caught in possession. If the opposition get the ball and they can break quickly, you're, uh, you've had it. Um, but he, he's just got to get a little bit more involved for me. He's, 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 not, um, he's not putting in a shift the way that he was earlier on in the season. I, I worry that Barclays... I mean, for me, the, the reason what for me, I sound like Neil Warnock. Uh, I, I think the best thing about Barkley is his spontaneity. You know, I, he's, he's one of those rare players that when he gets the ball at his feet, you don't quite know what he's going to do next. And if you don't know what he's going to do next, nor do the opposition. And he's a great dribbler and he's got a lot of skill. And what I see with him now is he's kind of looks quite constrained and he's doing very risk-free passing and he's not yeah. bursting yeah. through and trying to beat yeah. players. And, you know, I think it's being trained out of him. And I'm thinking that that would be an, a, a, an absolute tragedy if we did that. You know, why try and turn him into a bloody Kovacic? Yeah. I think that's a real waste. Worries me, mate, but there you go. Anyway, look, all of you lot out there who are going tomorrow, um, of course, I hate to say this, but, you know, don't say anything daft that might lead to you getting banned. Keep your head down. It is Spurs after all. And, of course, enjoy the game and make make a bloody racket. You know, make a big noise and uh, come, home with, uh, come home with a victory. That's all I can say. I should be watching it at home because, sadly, I have to work in Hampshire and I can't get up there in time. But there we go. I know that the boys will do us proud as they always will. Right. Uh, Jonathan, we've got one email uh, for just to close out this part. It's an absolute belter. Uh, and then we've got a couple more for you in part four. So uh, would you uh, would you like to do this I'd one? I'd like to, yes, if that's okay. Yeah. It would be lovely. It's from Simon Crew. Hi, Chidge and the gang. My name is Simon. Sorry, that's probably... <clears throat> Thank you. I just had a little belch. Um, uh, hi, Chidge of the Gang. My name is Simon. I come from a small town in Kent called Sittingbourne. I'm a long-term listener and fan of the podcast. Appreciate everything you and the lads, stroke girl who likes balls, have done for Chelsea FC and continue to do so. It makes my week regardless if we win, lose or draw. It's very nice of you, Simon. Thank you. I unfortunately never get the opportunity to listen to the show live on a Monday. However, I will always listen to it at work on the Tuesday or following day. Long story short, and I thought I would finally write in as a few months ago when I heard the news of John Terry's retirement, I all of a sudden had a series of flashbacks to my childhood, which I'd not thought about in many years and flooded out of me. I jolted these, uh, jotted these memories in a love-filled letter, fully intending to send this to John Terry. However, this became a lot harder than I originally anticipated, as professional footballers these days are not as lax with their personal information as they once were. <laughs> Thus, it was never sent. That <laughs> was in the letter, by the way, in the mail. Um, therefore, I thought I would share this with you, all to see the sort of rabble that was oozing out of my brain. I know you're always looking for letters to the show, so if you have a quick, a quiet week with entries, please feel free to read out the attached. I was going to back, go back over and rewrite parts, as reading it back is slightly cringeworthy and fanboyish. However, I also quite like the honesty of my inner child being splashed onto the page. And as Nikki Six from Motley Crue once wrote, my heart's like an open book for the whole world to read. I hope you enjoyed as much as I clearly enjoyed reminiscing. Thank you very much for everything again, and I hope to catch you in the cock or at the bridge sometime soon. Cheers, Simon. Here we go. JT, Captain Leader, Leader, start again. JT, Captain Leader, legend. Hi, JT. I hope you're well. I never post things on social media platforms. However, when the news broke yesterday of your retirement, so many childhood and adulthood memories came flooding back to me. Thus, I thought I needed to make an exception to express a few of my most important memories that I have 
to you personally. So please bear with me whilst I rabble and excuse how poorly this may be written. I'm currently 27 years old and have been a Chelsea fan for 20 of them, basically, since I can remember. My first ever Chelsea home game was Chelsea versus Nottingham Forest, which took place on Saturday, the 12th of September, 1998. My dad took me to this game with a few of his friends when we sat in the shed upper right behind the old scoreboard. We won 2-1 and I instantly fell in love with football and Chelsea. I can remember you did not actually play in this game. However, with a World Cup winning partnership of the Chelsea living legends that were Marcel Desai and Frank Leboeuf, this was completely understandable as you were also just a very young boy learning his trade in the game. The next few years, my dad would continue to take me to the bridge and then suddenly a new hero for myself would appear out of the academy. The moment you stepped foot on the pitch in a cup away game at Aston Villa, you could see you was destined for massive things in football. I remember you played mostly in the cups for the 1998-99 season, but I began to watch how you played very closely, as I also loved to play as a defender for my junior school at the time. I would rant and rave about you for hours a to anyone who would listen, but no one else was a Chelsea fan. Therefore, I generally would be just chatting loudly to myself. Then came the day that I will never forget for the rest of my life. It was the 20th of February 2000. The Chelsea would be playing Gillingham in an FA Cup quarter-final. My dad again had got us tickets for this game and I was so excited that I was going to an FA Cup game. The excitement grew even more when it was announced on the Tannoy that you were starting this game. I was sitting in the East Stand Lower for this one and I could not wait to see you play live for the first time. I believe we went 1-0 up with a Torre Andre flow goal and went in 1-0 at half-time. We then switched ends and began to attack our legendary Matthew Harding end. We'd won a corner and Gianfranco Zola would go across to take it. I watched you stride up the pitch, towering in stature and confidence above anyone else on the pitch. Then everyone held their breath. Held their breath. Could this be the moment I see my hero score for us? Gianfranco floated the ball in beautifully towards the penalty spot. There was no doubt who was getting on the end of this. Go, Terry! We would go on to win the game 5-0 and went through to the semi, which was to be played at the old Wembley Stadium. We beat Newcastle 2-1 with a masterclass from Gustavo Poet. And then the final, which we beat Aston Villa 1-0 with a Di Matteo goal deep into the game to win the cup. Again, another couple of amazing memories I have. However, I will not digress too much or this letter would never end. After the Gillingham game, I can remember walking down the Fulham Road, singing at the top of my voice with thousands of other Chelsea fans, Terry for England, Terry for England, over and over. My hero had arrived. The next couple of years that went by, I continued to watch the Mighty Blues and yourself as much as I could and loved going up with my dad to watch my new hero. However, I was suffering quite badly from asthma attacks around this time, which sometimes caused me to miss going to the bridge, which was highly distressing, as it was this couple of years that you really began to make yourself a staple name and one of the first names on the team sheet. Therefore, I needed to be there all the time. My dad could see how upset I was with not always being able to go to see the Chelsea and my hero play live and decided to write to you. He knew that this was a long shot and would more than likely not receive a reply as he completely understands how busy a professional footballer's life is. Therefore, we, wouldn't, we were not expecting what would happen next. I came home from school one day to see my dad sitting there with a package on the table. He said to me that I should open it. I was most confused as I'd never received mail before. I opened the package and there it was. 
My hero, JT, 26, had personally sent me a handwritten letter. Not only that, he'd also sent me a signed photo and some match programs of games that I'd missed. This was the most incredible day of my life growing up. I couldn't believe he had taken the time to do this for someone you'd never met personally. And it certainly helped motivate me to full fitness again back then. To this day, I still have the letter and photo framed on the wall and taking pride of place in my football memorabilia room. There are no words to describe how much of an absolute hero you've been to myself and millions of other Chelsea fans around the world over the years. And I could go on and on of incredible Chelsea memories I have with yourself at the helm. But as mentioned previously, this letter would never end. However, I just wanted to personally thank you so much for everything you did at Chelsea. And it will be impossible for anyone to replicate in any sort of way. You will always be the ultimate blue. And there will be only one captain leader legend, JT26. I cannot wait to see you one day back at the bridge, as I know you'll be just like your name will always be sung. As I know you will be just like your name will always be sung. All the best and good luck with your next chapter in management. I know you will be successful. Simon. Oh, sweet, lovely. Great email. By the way, one all now. Origi's equalised. Yeah, I just saw yeah. that. i got to say, there are emails and then there are emails and then there was that, Simon. That was just unbelievable. I, mean, I think the first thing is, Jonathan, thank you, Simon, for kind of sharing what really oh, is a letter yeah. to it's JT with us which yeah fantastic um fantastic. listen mate I, I I might have a way of getting that to JT so I'll do my best to make sure that that happens all right so there you go brilliant though Jonathan wasn't oh, fantastic. it fantastic fantastic excellent stuff now uh we are um going to be having a couple more emails actually after this short break and then doing our usual uh you know, kind of shout-outs for various plugs for various things and all of that. Um, but before we do, I'm going to say we're going to say cheerio to Dan because I promised Dan I'd let him go at nine, and then it all went horribly wrong uh, with the technology. And here we are with about another twenty minutes to go. Dan, as always, great to Good see to you, buddy, on. in here. And I went indeed. And uh, we're sorry, go on, mate. I won't see you finally. Just me and JK, isn't it? Because you're not around. No, it's Clayton and JK. Oh, you're, you're back here with me on Monday. But if you want to go on Friday, you're more than welcome. Oh, I thought I wasn't on Friday. I had my diary. No, you're not on Friday. Oh. No, you're not on Friday. Oh, okay, cool. I can, I, well, I'll, I'll talk to you about it later yeah, in the week. Along, but we'll figure down. it out. But you are... You, yeah, yeah, because I'm not there. I'm, I'm not there on Friday. Yeah. Cool. I've got okay. the night off. All right, guys. You, you, are, night you, are back. you are back. You are back with us next Monday. Perfect. Wonderful. Cool. All right, All right great stuff. Bye, Have Dan. a great... Okay, see you, Dan. Bye, bye. Right, we we will be back uh, very shortly, and it'll just be me and Jonathan. But that's okay because it'll just be me and Jonathan speaking, so it'll be fine. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Footballfancast.com. Right, welcome back. Uh, it's the Chelsea Fancast, and uh, I am Stanford Chidge. Uh, just a quick reminder, do check out our website, chelseafancast.com. It is a thing of beauty. Uh, and another thing of beauty, of course, is Jonathan Kidd, and particularly when he reads out cracking emails, of which we have two here, mate. So fire away. Thanks, Chidge. Very nice of you. I've been working on my beauty, I have to say, putting the creams on. 
<coughs> here we go andy collins uh, happy new year gents i write to you hours after the signing of christian pulisic was made official i'm sure much to jk's dismay Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't dismay i Love just never it. believed it was going to take place and it brought my mind back to a pod you guys did a month or so ago about the Americanization of the club. I understand that as local fans, the cost of tickets and the ticketing system must drive you mad. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where your our local NFL team is the Green Bay Packers. I've been on the wait list for season tickets since I was five. And I am now about number 2,500 on the wait list for season tickets. Single game tickets can be bought through third parties, but the pricing is ridiculous. I understand the pain and the frustration felt by fans in West London who struggle to get into the bridge. That being said, if one of the club's major goals is to market to Americans, Australians, etc., is that truly a bad thing? I was not a part of the club's original targeted marketing. I became a fan of Olympique Lyon after the 2002 World Cup as the French team captured my imagination. League 1 was available on select channels here. That should be League Un, I think, was available on select channels here in the States, and I was able to follow the club. After my two favourite players, Michael Essien and Florent Malouda, left for Chelsea, I decided to check out the Blues, as the Premier League was a bit easier to follow on TV. The first match I ever saw was in 2007 against West Ham in December. John Terry, Frank Lampard, Joe Cole and Didier Drogba instantly caught my attention. Cole scored the winner in the 75th, and I've been a fan ever since. Over the years, I've converted several of my friends to the Chelsea cause. Unfortunately, our only local soccer bar is an Arsenal bar, the Highbury. But my friends and I go almost every week to cheer on the Blues. Although we do not attend matches and our money does not go towards tickets, we have all purchased several Chelsea kits, shirts, and even the Kennet Garnet Chelsea bas basketball shoes over the years, direct from the club. The Americanization of the club, although I don't have the numbers to back it up, I'm sure has funded some of the big name signings in the Abramovich era. So although it puts the local fan at a disadvantage, it certainly has helped the club reach the heights it has. And at the end of the day, isn't it all about the trophies for a club such as ours? Yes. I am excited to see Pulisic suit up for Chelsea and hopefully not Vitesse. At 20 years old and the things he's accomplished at such a young age, which I have to say, Andy, we haven't seen. What is the harm in taking a flyer on a possible replacement to William, who has more pace and youth on his side? Even if it doesn't work out, the club just brought in a whole new fan base across, across the Atlantic who is willing to throw their money and their support at anything American in Europe. Thank you for your time and keep the blue flag flying high. Andy from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. Well, what do you have to say to that one? Um, uh, an interesting view, interesting view from across the pond. Um, uh, and obviously, the, he thinks Pulisic is a good player. Um, so uh, my ignorance appalls me that I haven't seen him play other than in the, the England game. Uh, and a few bits of him on YouTube. Um, but, uh, and, and he's a fan of the American, he, you know, he thinks, like I do, the Americanization is inevitable, really. It's what they're, it's, it's how they get the money in. It's part of it. 
it? Well, it's 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 <clears throat> it's not, and that's the fallacy. Um, it's, well, it's are they, are they are taking it into to get some <clears throat> Yeah, but it's not. It's just a it's just fucking wrong, and it's not true. Go and look at the figures. Um, oh. The Pulisic point, I, I, like like you, you know, I, I I'm going to reserve my judgment on him till I've actually seen him play, and I really hope he's a, a really good player. When you're spending that kind of money. He kind of needs to be really. No, it, it, I don't mean to be so pissy, but I was about to choke on a on a nut that I'd just been eating, um, which is kind of my own fault, really. But anyway, no, it's not true. The, the game, the game, and the club are funded predominantly from the broadcasting deal in the UK. That's what brings the billions into the game, and that is what clubs like Chelsea, who play in the English Premier League, uh, basically rely on. There is a separate deal for overseas territories, but it, it, it's, it, it's dwarfed by the UK deal. Um, the commercial aspect of the club is, you know, basically it's about, what, 20%, I think, in match day revenue. Uh, broadcast revenue is getting on for nearly a half now, so it's, it, it's nothing like that. And remember, that's UK and the world. So, you know, I'm sorry, Andy. I, I mean, you know, it's great that you buy gear. It's great that we all buy gear. It's great that we spend money going to the games or whatever. But the reality is, is you contribute um, as little to the club financially as I do. You know, uh, you know, there's an argument to be said that you could basically charge fans nothing to go, and it wouldn't make really any difference to the revenue at all because we get so much from the UK broadcast deal. So that's the be-all and end-all. The real problem will come when that when Sky or whoever decide that they're just not prepared to pay that kind of money anymore. Um, so they might be selling you that line, and I can understand why they will, because, you know, they're like all brands. It's about It's about world domination. It's about expanding territories. It's about getting as much revenue as you can. So it suits their interest to tell overseas fans of their huge importance to the club but the hard cold facts are that and I mean as I said and I say this as a match going fan a match going fool who fully understands that I am as irrelevant as anybody else because they don't need my money it's all about the broadcast revenue now okay I know you can say well we pay our you know we pay our money to to get the tv uh, on the cable tvs in the states or whatever as we do here, but re- the re- the reality is, and if you don't believe me, go to the Deloitte uh, uh, analysis that they do every year, which breaks all of this down. The reality is, it's the UK broadcast deal that predominantly funds the Premier League clubs. So there you go. All right, J.K. Yes, there must be a little bit of money though, change that comes from. No, no, I'm 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 not saying there isn't any money, yeah. but I think it's wrong. It's it's as wrong. It's as wrong. For Andy to say him buying shirts and all his mates in America buying shirts is what funds the club hugely, as it is for you and I to say our bloody season tickets do, because the reality is it's what the money that Andy and you and I pay is no, dwarfed by, by so the broadcast. It may be also that, that what happens ultimately is if, if football takes off in America, which, as I said, it, 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 it looks as if it's likely to, to do over the next 70 years, um, that broadcasting to america will then become a major earner for the clubs because at the moment it's a minor thing isn't it but if it becomes major and there are huge advertisers involved um then like the uh, the nfl it'll just be there'll be even more it, yeah. money going into the premier it's it's simple maths yeah. it's simple maths mate uh because there are what and i mean somebody who is in mixer now will tell me there's what 250 million people in the states maybe more Somebody tell me how many people live in the States, but it's a, a lot more than live in England. That's the reality. 
India, another massive market. It's got a population of over a billion. They sell everything to uh, China. Doesn't it goes to start to be in India? Yeah. That's why. That's so why the, the reason, important. yeah, but yeah. this is. It, it's simple maths. If you try, if you try and sell your brand to America, India, and China, your the size of your market is much greater than it is in here. So de facto, you have a much greater chance of making more money. But they they have a long way to go in all of these markets. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Mark or Aurelius says three hundred and fifty million. So that's you know a lot bigger than it is over here. I think you may be right, Jonathan. In the future. Uh, you know, America will be the most important and revenue-generating market for Chelsea, and I'm sure Guy Lawrence, bless him, won't be happy until the entire club has been moved lock, stock and barrel to Detroit. <laughs> you know, right. if that's what you want in your football, you can fuck the fuck off and then fuck off some more. But I get that's where we're going. Hopefully, I'll be long dead by then. Right, uh, but Andy, brilliant email. I don't mean to sound shitty about it, and, and, I, and I love the fact that you support us and the club, and as you know, we're very friendly with so many Americans, so many of them in, here in, in, in uh, Mixler. But the reality is, is that you and me and Jonathan are as irrelevant to the finances of this club me. As, as any other supporters. Less so Jonathan, because he pays a fortune for his tickets. The club love him. <laughs> I'm it's true, Jonathan. It's shush, true. Shush. La, 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 la. Anyway, um, email number three. This is from Syed Asha Abra. Hello, everyone. This is my second mail. I'd like to thank the great Jonathan Kidd. Oh, thank you, Sai, um, to have read my last mail. Last time I mailed you, it was before the Conte era and Mourinho was about to get sacked by us. This time, there are many things to rejoice. We're in a good position. We beat City in a good fashion. We beat Liverpool with a wonder goal. And Mourinho was someone else's problem. But still, we felt more to be, there was more to be desired. This time, I'm a little bored with the way we play. Feels like we're playing like Germany 2018. Please don't get me wrong. I don't want Sarri to be sacked, nor do I want Chelsea to change everything. I just have a few observations I'd like your opinion on. Firstly, Jorginho. Why does he have to play all the games? He is not chess in his distribution. He's not even on the level of David Luiz. Since day one, I had a feeling Jorginho is just a rich man's Obi Mikel. I believe the best business we did in the summer was getting Kovacic on loan. Jorginho did wonders in Napoli because he had Alan, Alan next to him. I believe Sarri should try to play Fabregas with him. His regular 4-3-3 is not yielding the desired outcome. What do you guys think? What if Sarri plays a 4-2-1-3 with Kante stroke Kovacic, with Jorginho and Chesk stroke Barkley stroke Loftus-Cheek in front of them, with Kante the only player who should be irreplaceable? Secondly, we need Lampard. We don't actually need Super Frank, but we need a player like him who can come late in the box from midfield. It can be Barkley or Loftus-Cheek. It's very easy to criticise Morata, but he provides good balls in the box. Hmm. But none of our midfield is attacking it. The funny thing is both Barkley and Loftus-Cheek were compared to Balak in the past. Barkley and Loftus-Cheek have to step up their game to come near Balak and Lampard levels. But when both play for Chelsea, I've yet to see anything which suggests they should be playing above Kovacic in Sarri's system. Barkley doesn't take any risks, just passes the ball back to Jorginho or Alonso and Loftus-Cheek when playing right doesn't cross. I agree with all of that. It seems like they don't want to lose the ball as they have to run back to defend. Thirdly, time to sell William. Have you guys noticed William always won Player of the Year award when we weren't good enough? The last good game I saw him play was the home game against Barcelona last year. Otherwise, he wakes up when we're 2-0 up and scores or creates. We can still get a good price for him and try to sell him to China 
Qatar or someplace where he can stroke his ego and be the main man. Oh, you don't like him. Frankly, I was relieved when he got substituted against Southampton. What do you guys think about William? Maybe I'm wrong at the idea of William not being world class is already in my mind for so long. Lastly, I still think there are many things behind the scenes which I don't know about, like us all, which are affecting the on-pitch performance like last year. Conte deserved better, but now we have to be fully behind our manager. But from the last few games, you feel like Sarri is losing the plot, and maybe it's not entirely Sarri's fault. Maybe behind the scenes, he's facing the same problem Mourinho and Conte faced with the board. It's disturbing when your club sign a player of Pulisic's quality and the manager says he just gave a, a positive opinion about the player and didn't know about the signing. It appears that the board is giving the ingredients to the manager to make his own recipe without him even asking. They just have to be sure to give him chicken, not duck, to make a chicken salad. Thanks and regards. Said Asha Abra. Yes, good contentious mail. Good stuff. Um, personally, I, I, I think William isn't playing as well as he was, but he's still um, very unlucky. keeps hitting the post all the time. He keeps, keeps hitting the woodwork. And uh, uh, I think the dilemma is he's, he's 30 now, isn't he? And he's, he, uh, he looks a bit tired occasionally. But from time to time, you do get some completely, completely fantastic stuff from him. I don't think, he's, uh, I don't think he's, he's the zero that people are wanting him to be on Twitter. And I don't think, um, I don't think he'll be sold this season. I just think the problem is, is I think that it's difficult for them to play Sarri, Sarri's way without getting tired. It always seems to... Around about the 50th minute, we seem to lose concentration. I think it's because they've been they've been trying so hard for the 50 for 50 minutes. Um, I think you need younger players to make the system work. Um, but uh, I don't think he'll be sold. I think he's too integral at the moment. Uh, I agree completely about Barkley. Um, as I said so earlier, he's not taking any risks. He's not shooting as much as he did. He's just becoming. I think he's becoming stuck in the system. Um, uh, Jorginho, I, I'm, I'm still a fan of Jorginho. Uh, I, I just think they're all still finding their way slightly. But I agree, he did, he did have um, uh, this Alan next to him for, for Napoli. Who, and, I, uh, and Fabregas isn't the player, obviously, because he, he's as slow as Jorginho is. Um, uh, Kovacic, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think you're right. Um, but I, I wouldn't, I, I don't have the same attitude towards him that you'd have, have Saeed. I think he's uh, I think he's a class act. I just think he needs to work. It all needs to work better with the team. It's not quite working at the moment, the system. Um, what do you think, Chidge? Um, I'm not, you know, I think it's, it, I, I, I see this is kind of a weird thing to say. I think it's just too early to tell. Yeah. I mean, I still don't think I still don't think that Sarri has the right players to play Sarri ball, and I think that that's what affects Jorginho's play. Because I, I'll be honest with you, what I've seen of him, I thought there, there have been times when he's played brilliantly this season, but there have been other times when I've been thinking, well, I'm not really sure what he does. You know, I mean, is he that effective? But it's, I think we we miss this. We miss their interaction, really, don't we? In terms of if there are players who can't play the system, how this affects the other players. I mean, we talked earlier on, didn't we, about the fact that, you know, perhaps um, Morata is a striker who, who benefits from a player like Hudson Odoi getting balls into him like that rather than playing the lines. So, you know, they all have a dynamic, which I think sometimes we miss. So, I mean, I, I think it's too early to, to you know, cast a, a final judgment on Jorginho. 
I do like Kovacic, as you said. Um, he he certainly fits into that uh, Sarri style. I think ultimately what this is going to boil down to is Sarri being given the benefit of a several transfer windows to try and get the right kind of players in for him and then start playing the kind of football that he was playing at Napoli, which we haven't really seen at Chelsea because we talked about this the other week. You know, what we're seeing now is half-pace Sarri. You know, it's a very slow version and a very laboured version of, of what Sarri was doing at Napoli. Ultimately, what you want to see is that ball going forward very, very quickly. You know, one touch passing, bang, bang, bang. Going on about and then the you're getting somewhere. He talks about that, Sarri's. Yeah, yeah and he's right, you know. And, 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 yeah. Well, then you're saying what, I mean, I watched the City and Liverpool game because I'll be really honest with you people. I know how obsessed you lot are with football and I love you all for it. But, you know, I'm old and I've got other shit in my life, so... I don't really watch much football other than Chelsea, to be honest. But I did sit down and watch the entire City-Liverpool game last week and it had everything for me. You know, it was fantastic quality of football in some respects. Tactically, it was fascinating. But I thought the intensity and the commitment was what I like to see in football. So if we can start getting towards... I mean, the other thing, I mean, what what City did, I think, very well was that they, they managed to slow down Liverpool's transition and of course Liverpool what they've done recently is that they've made that transition really really quick and I think that gives teams forward momentum and that gives them an attacking thrust and that makes them entertaining to watch and we're a long long way from that at the moment but that as I said you know we basically got the team that Mourinho had in his second period and some of them from before that and the one that Conte built uh, over the last few years so you know, it's it's nowhere near being a, a Sarri team. So I think when it is a Sarri team, that's when we'll be able to really judge him. I just wonder if he'll get that much time, uh, because you know, the, there's there's very little there's very little patience at Chelsea. The one point that I am in I'm intrigued by, I mean, because basically just to, to to finish that off, it, you know, it's all right. It, you know, it's easy for people like me to say, oh, but it's not the kind of football I like. I want to see the ball go up there quick. I want to see, you know wing play, big hairy ass centre forward, you know, midfielders breaking from midfield like because that's the football I've had for the last twenty years and I've I've loved it and we've won stuff. But, you know, we're trying to change and sometimes you need to embrace that change. Sorry, Jonathan, the one thing I was gonna say that I'm not sure about is this uh things going be- on behind the scenes. I don't I don't what what's side alluding to there? Is is he kind of saying that Sarri's you know, getting a bit pissed off that he doesn't have any control of transfers like Conte got pissed off with and Mourinho got that, pissed that, off with. Do you I think, think that's, that's what, what he's suggesting? Means? I don't think that's the case at all in this instance, actually. I think he's he's been well informed that he won't have an involvement or perhaps he does have an involvement. He must have a say. You know, whether whether they'll agree with it might be the uh, the difference. Um, but you, it, it does make you wonder whether in the past... Some of those purchases have had nothing to do with the manager at all. Uh, I mean, I saw, I felt I saw Conte's hand in a few of the Italian purchases, like Zappa Costa. But um, uh, you wonder whether the drink water one was anything to do with the club, or whether it was just a panic because they didn't think they had enough players. They haven't done too well. They, the, 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 the Keppel one was a great statement, and uh, and and they clearly got that right. But some of them, over the last few years. Um, Batshuayi, for example, and uh, and possibly Maratta, but also Drinkwater and Zappa Costa, um, for me, are just very weird, um, weird transfers. So, 
Whereas uh, at City, you would say I would I'd say eighty percent of their transfers have worked yeah. out. You yeah. know, most of the most of the players he's bought have been really good. He hasn't really bought many duff ones. And I mean, even John Stones, who looked shit, frankly, when he bought him, he's turned him into a hell of a player. So whatever he saw in there, he's managed to train him on, and he looks a very good player yeah. now. So. Yeah, I mean the trouble is what well, you know we all we all look at this in granular detail and we we expect things to work but you know what you've got to understand is you're dealing with human beings here and it's it's more of an art than a science and and sometimes the blend works and sometimes the blend doesn't and there's no rhyme or reason to it and that's kind of what makes it a great game and if, you know what as long as we don't end up with duck a la banana Jonathan yes <laughs> Yes, I, I, I quite like chicken and duck. Can we not end up with that? Chicken and duck stuff. We used to, uh, when I was at, sorry, I'll just have a quick look at the TV, see what the score is. Uh, when I was at university, I, I was at university in Regent's Park, and we used to annually try and catch one of the ducks to have roast duck in our halls of residence. Uh, but probably the less said about that, the better. Oh, anyway, um, well, I know, I know. It's a very frightening place, Regent's Park, late at night, because they seem to have very large policemen there. I mean, very large ones, as opposed to your average ones. These were all very big policemen with large, gnarling, gnashing of teeth Alsatians. But there you go. Right. Uh, we're kind of on, on the home straight, really. Just a quick uh, chance to give a few plugs out. Uh, massive, massive thank you, as always, to the lovely people who support what we do on Patreon. Uh, you're all very lovely, and I love you like you are my own children. Uh, very easy to become a patron, a patron, a Chelsea Fungus patron. You just basically go to www.patreon.com uh, forward slash Chelsea Fancast, and it basically means you donate an amount uh, per month, uh, or I think it's per month. Um, I always say, well, you know. Only, uh, the CFC UK fanzines are a quid, a, a quid an issue, and we get one a month. So, you know, we do four shows a month. We do actually more than that, so $5, whatever. But really, there's no pressure. You can do whatever you like, as little or as much as you want. Um, and I know that uh, Alan Rivero tried to get hold of me, but it, you did it over Christmas, Alan, so I was kind of preoccupied with other stuff. But usually, uh, Patreon is a very good way to get hold of me. So if you want to send an email or get something on the fan cast, on the shows via patreon it's a good way to get my attention i occasionally put stuff up there like uh for example when you lot paid effectively for the kerry dixon banner that we have in the matthew harding upper um i kind of released sneak previews uh to the patreon people first which is kind of one of the benefits of belonging um i also a while back uh muted the idea of perhaps or somebody actually said maybe you should do a t-shirt chidge a chelsea fancast t-shirt and i said well Funny you should say that, but we used to have them many years ago, and they all sold out. It cost me a bloody arm and a leg to front it as well, actually. But uh, I have actually found the original design and the email address of the company I got them made at, which is what I've been looking for. So I may well uh, get in touch with them and get a quote, and then you know I'll see who's interested uh, in obtaining one. And also, you can get that, that we may well be able to like get some more mini Kenny Kerry Dixon banners. You may have seen me flaunt a few of these recently which i'd got kerry to sign for uh, one or two special people that helped uh but there are plenty more where that came from so if you're interested in one of those we can we can do a deal there so there you go plenty of reason to get involved with patreon it's a great thing it's very lovely that you choose to support us monthly and i'm very grateful for that right uh chelsea support as trust uh 
really, as always, join the trust, get your voice heard by the club. Uh, you know, we have meetings with them throughout the year. Uh, we have uh, a massive survey, which is about to happen. We have special general meetings. Uh, sadly, because, um, you know, we, we have to do them here, really, after a game. It's, it's difficult for the overseas members to turn up, and I know that. But we do try and publicise publicize it as a podcast when uh, the recordings work, which it didn't last time. But anyway, plenty of good reasons to be involved. Um, it's, it's really a way of getting the supporters' voice heard, known and articulated to the club by our slot. It's free to join up to be a member, but if you want to have a nice shiny badge and if you want to be able to vote in our elections and attend meetings, then it's five quid a year. Very easy to sign up. You do so at chelseasupporterstrust.com. Uh, and there you go. Uh, and you can follow them on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. Uh, and finally, the good old Chelsea pitch owners, which uh, is kind of newsworthy at the moment because they got their AGM on Friday the 25th of January, uh, where we re-elect the directors and vote on various motions. Um, if you want to own a little bit of Chelsea and protect the future of the club, then go and buy a share in the Chelsea pitch owners who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim it is to ensure that Chelsea will always play football where they should do, which is Stamford Bridge. And if you want to find out how to buy a share, they're about 40, 50 quid, I think, a pop. Uh, then e- email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash Chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners and follow them on Twitter at pitch owners. Right, that is pretty much all we've got time for tonight. Um, We'll be back next Monday uh, on the 14th of January and we'll be talking, obviously, about the Chelsea-Newcastle game on Saturday and the Caribou Cup match against Spurs, which is uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday. Uh, We'll also, hopefully, we'll have an interview with the first winner of the Hyundai Extra Mile competition, which we are promoting and working with them Uh, this season so that'll be fun and uh, of course I'll be joined yet again by Jonathan and Dan and before that of course hopefully we'll have the Kerry Dixon show with me and Kerry Dixon previewing the Chelsea Newcastle match if of course I can get hold of the great man and of course if I have time because unfortunately I have a um, I have a supporters trust meeting on Thursday night so I might not have time but we'll see uh, I've got to get, get got to get hold of him first. I don't know where he is at the moment. Um, and if you if we don't do that, then don't panic because we're back on Friday night as we always are uh, with the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport Radio between seven and uh, seven o'clock and nine p.m. And that will be with Jonathan and Clayton Beerman and Aaron Paul, of course, and possibly Dan Silvers, possibly Dan. Uh, and uh, they will be talking all things Chelsea. Of course, I have the night off on Friday uh, for very. I have something to do in Winchester on a Saturday morning, which means it's difficult for me to do it once a month uh, on a Friday. So there you go. But uh, do tune in, do phone up. That's the main thing. Great when we hear from you. We've been getting lots of calls recently and it's it's brilliant, isn't it, Jonathan, when we get love calls? Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, I forgot to say, of course, Benzema as the other person who's coming to uh, to join us, apparently. No, he ain't and, coming here. Real, Real Madrid aren't going to let anybody not, go there. But, you know, for goodness sake. No. Got all, and, of course, a reappearance of Costa is the other one they're talking about, as if... But, um, yeah, bollocks, bollocks to that, that I think. Um, great, Jonathan, great to be on So basically, people. Thank you. And I'll be there. Right, yeah, well, have a good you know, Friday off. And then I'll speak to you next Monday. I will. I will. And uh, what's the number to call? Because they need, they need to phone you lot up uh, on Friday. What's the number? 7020558. If I miss something else. Spot on. Now. Yeah. No, no, you got that absolutely bang on. Uh, if you want to listen to it, it's, uh, you can listen to it live, 5.58am or on any of... It's on the DAB network on the digital channels. You can also listen to Love Sport uh, 
Radio through the radio player, TuneIn or uh, apps or lovesportradio.com. And of course, like all of our shows, we stick it up as a podcast shortly afterwards. Uh, and you'll find that on ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple, SoundCloud and Spotify, as well as other podcast distributors. And of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at ChelseaFanCast, me at Stanford Chidge. Uh, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Dan at DanSilves73, and of course check out the website ChelseaFanCast.com. Many thanks to the Chelsea Fancast bloggers for their regular content that goes up during the week. Right, uh, that is pretty much it. From It's good night from him. Hello, and good night from me. And it's good... It is good night from me as well. Uh, Jonathan, it's been a, a, a real pleasure. Lovely to be back, actually, doing the old Monday night show. Troublesome as it is, it's my favourite, really. I'll be honest with yeah, you. No interruptions, Chidge, as I said earlier. It's nice to uh, just yeah. to speak, isn't it? It is, and we get a bit of space to talk, which is always really nice. So there you go. So thank you as ever, Jonathan. Enjoy Friday. Hold the fort in my absence. I know you will. And uh, I will I will speak to you if I don't see you on Saturday. I'll speak to you again in a yeah, week from I've today. I've got a couple I of good people to in there. Dan comes from Clayton is excellent, so uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Thank you. Good stuff. Great stuff. All right, now you lot out in Mixerland, you as always have been fantastic. Apologies for the delay in recording down to technical difficulties, uh, but you've been long suffering and very patient. I love you for that. It's great to see you in here. Love your comments. Love reading them out. Uh, enjoy uh, the game tomorrow and at the weekend and we'll see you all in here again next Monday so thanks for listening see you next time until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it chills up the chills It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.